welcome back to the Highly Disputed Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett. It's a beautiful Monday afternoon in upstate New York. How 50, you doing? 50 degrees outside. I mean, I'm happy. Couldn't I think that's the first time we've more. done. That's like the first time we've done a weather report. But to be honest, I had to do one. It's so beautiful out. It's almost golf season again. Can't wait. How's your Monday going? Going pretty good. Other I mean, it, it was a rough weekend. No football. I mean, that was our first weekend without football. It was pretty depressing. But, uh, you know, we had the Olympics. NBA is back. NBA All-Star Weekend, which we are not going to talk about. I'm going to give Steph Curry his props right now. That's it. Greatest point guard of all time? Great. No. No. But what a show he put on last night. But, I mean, you want to just get it, you know, go right into it here? Let's jump into it. All right. So, the layout for this podcast is going to be a little weird for everybody listening. We have... uh, we're going to start off with NBA and who we deem is like untradeable and takes a lot to trade for. We're going to take a quick break. We got a, a friend to introduce to you guys, new to the podcast, coming up pretty soon. We're going to jump and do our first NFL mock draft of the year. We're going to we were bringing back random rankings from from the last year in the offseason and another random question as usual. So, go ahead and start us off. Well, it's the offseason, so I mean, obviously we got to go to the NBA and uh you posed this question to me last week. We wanted to talk about untradeable players in the league. And I think there's three categories to that. I think there's the untradeable guys. I think there's the guys that would demand a massive trade package if you were to trade for them. And then I think there's the guys that their teams should be looking to move now. So I wanted to start off with my untradeable players, and let's see if you have any uh, feedback on what I'm thinking. But I would just go, I think it's Giannis. I think it's Jokic. I think it's Luka. I think it's Steph Curry. I think it's Evan Mobley, and I think it's Jason Tatum. I think those guys are completely untradeable. Yeah, I think I agree. So my criteria for that is you have to be younger than 28, and Curry doesn't fit that mold, but here's why he does. He'll fit it, He'll fit into it. You got to be under 28. You have to. I have to believe that you can win an MVP at some point in the next three years. You have to be a guy that's healthy 99% of the time. And you have to be a superstar. And I think you're probably going to push back with me on the Evan Mobley thing, but I truly believe that guy is like the next Kevin Garnett. So my, my thought process is, is I think if you are a rookie and you have any bit of talent and you're, you're showing out in your, your rookie year, or even your second year, I, I, would, I would probably add LaMelo Ball to that list, whereas you probably have him in your gonna take a shitload to get tier like there's the josh giddies there's the Cade cunningham i love the, the josh i love <laughs> that you just throw josh giddy out there just because you want to talk about the thunder i mean it's it's an argument it's a valid no, argument no. listen I, th- I like giddy giddy's not on this list he's not involved in this okay giddy is if you're gonna trade for him it's two first round picks and a solid player that's his value He's not there yet. So, okay. so we can put the job. Listen, no, uh, yeah, Poku, he's untradeable. I mean, you can't move him. They can't get rid of him at all. Nobody wants him. Celtics could have him. Jason Tatum. No, we're good. That's what it takes. We're going to pass. So Curry, Curry's on this list because if you're the Warriors, you can't trade him because your whole foundation is we believe in this guy. This is our star. He's never going to leave. He's going to retire a Warrior. We're going to be able to attract free agents because they want to come play with him. He's the most likable p- superstar in the league, and he's the easiest superstar to play with in the league. So I think everybody on your list is pretty self-explanatory. Other, I, other than Evan Mobley, that's the one where I could argue like the and, same thing as what you said about right, like the Lamelo and the the Josh Giddy and all of them. So I get your argument on that, 
Cleveland has been terrible for how long now? Ever since LeBron left and ever since LeBron hasn't played there. This guy shows up and they're the third seed in the East right now. Four. Or four. I'm sorry. They're, they're four now. Um, I honestly believe he's like the next Kevin Garnett. Offensively and defensively, I think he's that good. I would not trade him. There's not a package in the league I would trade him for. Unless you're giving me one of those other guys is basically what it would take. The one in the skills competition too, didn't they? The three Cavs that were in it? Garland, yeah, I Mobley, think I believe they did. I Jared didn't. Allen? I don't watch that. I'm just so throwing it I, I have better things to do than watch crap Saturday Night All-Star Weekend. Oh, fuck you. I mean, yeah, I'm a degenerate and I bet on the three-point contest, but I'm not betting on anything else. All right, whatever. All right, take us into your next tier of players. So uh, the next the next guys are, you could acquire them. It would take the most massive of all trade packages. I mean, we're talking more than the James Harden package. We're talking more than the Anthony Davis package. We're talking like what Boston got for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce kind of stuff. We're Like all the picks, all the pick swaps, young players, everything. And that list is Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Wow, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know why I was blanking on his first name. John Morant. Is this still sorry to interrupt? Is this still the criteria of under twenty eight? So this has different criteria, and I'll I'll get to that in a second. Lamelo Ball, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard. So these are all guys that there's a fault to them. So like LeBron's fault, well he's old, you know. But if you trade for LeBron James, it's going to take everything in your power to get him. Kevin Durant, foot injuries, Achilles injuries. Still, like, the second-best player in the league, but he's injured a lot. Kawhi Leonard, I, that speaks for itself. The other ones, like, Embiid is injured all the time. Carl Anthony Towns is special. Someone Can someone just get him the hell out of Minnesota, please? Like, I'm just waiting for that. The other three, Donovan Mitchell, John Morant, LaMelo Ball. Donovan Mitchell, I don't believe, can be the best player on a championship team, but I think he's special. John Morant, I fear, is the Derrick Rose syndrome. And I don't think that I, I'm not saying that's going to happen to him, but he scares me. So I can't, I can't make him untradeable. If someone comes to me and says, yeah, "I'll give you Kevin Durant for Ja," done. Like, let's do it. Lamelo Ball, can he be the number one player on a championship team? I think he can. But if someone offered me Carl Anthony Towns for him, I'd have to think about it. Is there an Anthony Edwards anywhere in that in that conversation? Do you? I thought about Edwards. I like Edwards. I think in every draft, there's an Anthony Edwards. I think he's special. I really do. But I don't think that he's some guy that is unattainable as far as talent talent level. Like, is he ever going to be a top five player in the league? Like, I don't believe that. I think any one of these guys can be a top five player in the league. Like, some of them already are. What about Damian Lillard? We're going to get to him. All right. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's any other players... Off the top of my head, I had a list in my head, and I forgot to write it down earlier. So I'm just kind of spitballing what comes to my mind. Um, yeah, I think I think you covered for the most part the logical players. Is there a? I'm trying to think about the Suns. Is there is there anybody on the Sun? Or are we gonna get no no, no like I, a Devin Booker? Or so a, I left Booker and Aiton off the list. Uh, I don't think either one of them fits into any of these categories. Aiton's going to be a restricted free agent at the end of the year, and I already talked to you. There's three or four bad teams that should throw every single penny they have at him, your Thunder being one of them. I think they should throw a massive amount of money at him. I mean, like $130 million over four. I, I believe that. Um, 
Booker to me can never he's never going to be able to be the best player on a championship team. Like he's just not. And we're going to find out a lot about Devin Booker over the next 6 weeks because no Chris Paul. So they're the number 1 seed in the West right now, they're the number 1 seed in the NBA. Where are they going to be in 6 weeks with Devin Booker? I we've argued about this. I've never been the biggest Devin Booker guy. To me, he's not clutch. I think he's a little overrated. He's not good defensively. I don't think he's a very good point guard. I'm not sold on him. You know that. So I don't think he fits in any of these. If he was to be traded, of course he's going to get a massive package. You know, he's he's that good. Like he's he's a legitimate 27 point per game scorer. But is he ever going to be the best player on a title team? No way. Like there's no way. He's he's too far into his prime now where I can say that about him. Okay. Um, and you have one more tier. Yeah, one more tier. These are the. The team that they are currently playing for, that organization, should be trying to move them at all costs. They need to get them off of their books. It's a it's a short list, but I think you're going to be surprised by at least one of these guys. Uh, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Zion Williamson. Okay. <clears throat> Damian Lillard. Explain. And maybe a little bit of Rudy, because I know I, I think there might be a little bit of bias because you aren't the hugest, the, the biggest Rudy Gobert guy. Does Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell work at all? Like no. they're not I mean, gonna, they're not getting out of the second round this year. They're just not. Like if they get out of the first round, they'll be lucky. They're not getting out of the second round. So how many years do we have to see Rudy Gobert not be able to guard people in the postseason and be completely inept? Like he just doesn't work in the postseason. So if I'm Utah, if I ever want to get better, and if I want to keep Davion or Davion Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, I really hate that that kid is in the league now because that's going to screw me up. Um, if I ever want to get to the next level, or I want to keep Donovan Mitchell happy, and I think he's the next guy to ask out, like I, I just have a feeling this summer we're going to hear that come out. Um, I think Gobert's got to go. I don't think they have a good relationship, and I don't think he's that good of a player. Dame, okay. Portland basically dumps all their players at the trade deadline. And what are you going to do? You're going to build around what? I don't yeah. Anthony Simmons? No. They have no cap space. I mean, they're going to have a little bit now that they got some contracts out. Dame is what 32? He's 32. You're not winning a title with him. He hasn't been able to win a title now. What free agent is coming to Portland? There's none. They've never attracted a free agent in their history. Yeah. Okay. So they're not getting anybody to pair with him. They don't have. They're not going to have a pick that's going to be good enough where they're going to get in the top three, unless just magic happens. So no, out on him. I, they got to get rid of him. They have to move him, and they're not even going to go to get. Pa- they're going to get a good package for him, but not a great one. I would take whatever I can get at this point. Okay. No, I I, I agree. I don't and I can't even think of a player that aren't these like massive contracts like a Gordon Hayward to get rid of. I'm assuming you just kept that list of star players for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I tried. That was the list of these teams just need to get out of these contracts. They need to get these players off their roster and acquire something else to fit. Like AD, the guy can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy, and he's had one great playoff run in his life, and it was after a six month break where nobody was doing anything, and LeBron played better than anybody ever. Like, he just can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the floor. Why am I paying him all this money? He's not going to be the heir apparent to LeBron, he's not their next Kareem. It's not happening. Kyrie Irving, you know how I feel about him. I'm not even going to discuss him. Bradley Beal, they should have moved him at the deadline, I thought. And the last one, Zion, I don't know if you have any pushback on that, but if I'm the Pelicans, I'm trading him. No, I've said, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I have said it to you that Zion is 
turning into one of the biggest busts in NFL or NBA I, history. I, I'm not going to say bust. Not going to say bust because he's he's hurt. But when he's been on the floor, but he's also let himself go a lot. It, it doesn't I, look like he really cares about the sport of basketball anymore. That's fine. I agree with you on that, and that was why I wouldn't have taken him number one. And I said that at the draft. But when he was on the floor last year, he averaged twenty six seven and seven on sixty five percent shooting from the field, and that was like him not giving a shit, basically. Like not even like he had no idea what he was doing. His coach was terrible. The team around him didn't make any sense. And he averaged twenty six seven and seven on sixty percent shooting. That's insane. Like Point Zion is like, holy fuck, this guy's unguardable. We can't guard him. Kid show, kid show. First yeah, there it, day, so there it is. There it is. Um, yeah. I mean, is there anything more to that tier that you think? Uh, you have another tier that you want to throw in there, or is everybody else in the league kind of just? I think everybody else in the league is basically obtainable. And you know how I feel about this. I think that there's a price for everybody but those guys at the top. Everybody else can be had. Like, if someone called up Philly today and it was like, I'm trying to think of a... Donovan Mitchell, four firsts, four pick swaps. Do they even have a young player? Okay, let me let me do a different one. How about uh, Aiton? That's what I was thinking. Pick swaps, picks, a couple of their young guys for Embiid. You don't think Philly thinks about that? No, I think they do. They, def- they, like, they definitely don't hang up the phone. If you call Boston and say, Jason, the, the phone, the call ends. Like, it's over. You, you call Denver, I'm like, hey, what do you guys want for the Joker? Click. Uh, done. Nobody's picking that phone up. My God. No way. I'm not answering that at all. Those guys are off the table. Curry, <laughs> the Warriors would never trade Curry. One of the greatest point guards of all time. Right. Like You just don't trade that guy. The guy can basically rain a shot in from half court and it's just going in yeah um i have one more nba question and i'm throwing this at you because it just came to my mind but so the nba 75 list has been out for a while i'm watching the show and there was one guy that that came to my mind that i was like this guy i don't in my mind i don't know if he belongs on that list and it's carmelo anthony now you made a list a while ago of the top I did the top 50. I did my top 50. So when you think of the top 75 players in the Carmelo NBA Anthony's time, on that list. He is? Yes. Okay. Carme- Carmelo Anthony is top 10 in scoring all time. I know his playoff numbers are terrible. For a decade, there was only one guy in the league that could score better than Carmelo Anthony could, and that was Kobe Bryant. For an entire decade, Carmelo was... A- if he didn't go to New York, if he, if he didn't sign the five-year extension with Denver, and this is going way back, but so when... Wade, Bosch, LeBron, and Carmelo's rookie contracts ended. Carmelo took the five-year deal, and everybody else took the four-year deal. If he takes the four-year deal, he ends up in Miami with Wade and LeBron, and Bosch is stuck in Toronto, or Bosch goes to Brooklyn. Like He would have been on those Heat teams. He just took the money because, well, that's Carmelo. He likes the money. I mean, you know, his wife, she's about the money, and good for her. Like, good for her. But... Yeah, Carmelo Anthony is a top 75 okay. all-time player. That's not, I'm pretty sure I had him like 55th on the list. So I, it wasn't like in my mind. I was like, I don't, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. But he was just the name in my head that I was like, maybe he's not. Like you don't have a problem with Dame? Why is Dame on that list? Well, that was another one. But it was, Melo has been more of a prominent player than Damian Because I don't think Damian Lillard belongs on that list. No, I'm sorry. Lillard making that list and not Clay Thompson is just pathetic. You can't write but, the history of basketball without Clay Thompson. So, it, but it was the playoff of Carmelo Anthony that that I was like, maybe it's. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. The problem is in the NBA, like, yeah, one guy can get you there, but 
can get you to the playoffs, but he can't win a series by himself. And look at the series that he lost. He always lost to a better team. He never lost to anybody that was worse than him. It was like, okay, he runs into Kobe. Then he runs into the Spurs. And then he runs into a Celtics team. Then he runs into the Bulls. Then he runs into the Heat. And it's like, and then he runs into, well, the Portland team that knocked the Thunder out. Like, whatever. That was a, or no, was that Portland or was that the Rockets? I don't remember what, well, no, he wasn't there for the triple-double MVP season. He was there for the year after. And they lost to... Oh, boy. Did they lose to the Warriors? They got swept, I think. I think they got swept in the first round because they were like the seventh seed. What, whoever. Whoever they lost to, it was always a better team. So, like, I can't fault him for that. Like, the, the playoff series that he won, he beat my Celtics. The Celtics were a lower seed. He beat them. Like, and then he lost to the Pacers, who were the one seed in the East. Like, well, what are you supposed to do? You know, you just weren't that good of a team. And you know what? His number, his number should be retired in Madison Square Garden because he's the only person that wanted to be there for the last 20 years. Nobody else wanted to be there. Carmelo's like, yeah, sign me up. I'll play here. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. Nobody else wanted to be in New York except for that guy. So I would, yeah, he's on the team. No question. All right. No, that answers it for me. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to introduce Josh to the podcast. All right, guys, we're back. We have a, uh, a friend to introduce to you guys. It's uh, Josh McCarthy, our good friend from around this area. So Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yes. How are you doing? Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I am you guys, honestly. I'm you all who just sat there for a year now, six months, whatever, and listened to their shit. Good show. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There you go. Yes. At the same time, listen to the greatness. When Andrew doesn't know who the fuck her chilling is, <laughs> when Garrett is getting angrily mad and you got turned on your stereo in the car, but you know what? As well as everybody else, I've been entertained. I've been appreciative. I look forward to this every week. So the voice of the people. I'm the voice. I like of it. The people. I like it. So, Josh, we're gonna just give do a little bio quick on you. Uh, favorite NFL team? Minnesota Vikings. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's okay, you know. So, worst Vikings experience of your life, what Blair is Walsh. it? Not even a question. What is it? What is it? Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh, okay. Blair Walsh. It's not Favre in the playoffs? Blair Walsh all day long. Blair Witch Project? I call it the Blair Witch Project. Perfect field goal right there. Perfect field goal right there. You just you just can't miss that. <laughs> Do the biggest temper tantrum ever. Do everything behind a couch for six months to a year. Then I went to my in-law's house, and I was just, you know, it was rough, you know? We cried a lot. All right. I'm just going to guess. I'm going to go out on a limb. Your favorite Vikings moment is the Minnesota Miracle? Has to be. 100%. Okay. It's All not right. that super. You know mind. what? I'm going to say Sorry. It's my favorite, honestly, is Randy Moss Thanksgiving rookie year against Dallas. Three catches, 163 three catches, yards, yep. and three touchdowns. Yep. Younger be young. It's probably one of the first games I remember as an NFL fan, and that's got to be at number one. Then Minnesota Miracle. All right. All right. You were a big baseball guy. Huge. You love baseball. Uh, it makes one of us. Two of us. Two of us. Back off here. Yeah, all right. Little, you and I have a little rivalry. You are a Yankees fan. I am a good fan. You're a bad fan. <laughs> I enjoy winning. You enjoy being the... I'm sorry. Who lost a one-game playoff to my team this year when my team was falling apart, you know, being held on by paper clips and duct tape? We had nothing. You had nothing. Oh, you had nothing. You didn't have like Stanton and Judge and Garrett Cole. Like that guy makes the most money in baseball, right? Or as a pitcher. We might have. 
<laughs> I wasn't there. Sorry, sorry. I don't want to bring that up. It's okay. Um, you're not a big NBA guy, so I'm, I'm not going to ask you. Although, if you want to say if you're a Warriors fan or whatever you are, oh, it's gross. I'm a TNT fan. Whatever's on TNT. <laughs> TNT. You're a whatever you can bet on, yeah, right? That too. Better right? Yeah, All right. 100%. All right. Okay, so we're going to do with Josh, and this was actually his idea. We are going to do a mini mock draft for this upcoming NFL draft. We're going to do the first 12 picks. The Vikings have the 12th pick. We figured we'd stop there. That'll be enough. We all know how long mock drafts take. So we're going to keep this slightly short. Josh, you are the guest. You get to do the first pick. The Jags are on the clock. Who are they taking? So as a man for the common people, I'm just your normal guy. I don't do the research like these two boys do. (laughs) All right? And and, and mind you all, the research as of this point right now for the both of us is – not even a lot compared Speak to... Speak for yourself. No, so I have research for the top 10, but the amount of research that will be done over the next few months just... Exactly. Yeah. Mine ended yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling mock drafts and they're telling me who the hell I want. Are you a McShay guy or a Kuiper guy? Uh, McShay all day. McShay all day. Okay. All right. Fair enough. ESPN or NFL Network? ESPN. ESPN. NFL okay. Just, I mean, like the NFL one, uh, the OGM there was there for o- Oakland. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, God. Just got fired. Yep, just got fired. I can't think of his name. It'll come to me in about five minutes. I'm sure of it. All right, so Jags are on the clock. Who do we have? All right, I'm convinced they're going to trade all this pick. They're not going to keep it, I don't think. They have too many wants and needs. Maybe the Giants move up. Maybe the Eagles, but that's pretty far back. So I'm going with Evan Neal. Evan okay. Neal. Okay, tackle from Alabama. Got to protect right. Lawrence there. You know, that's how Eagles won their Super Bowl with a great offensive line. Got to start there. All right, I I will just I agree completely. So I will go second. Uh, all of the reports out of Jacksonville are we need to protect Trevor Lawrence at all costs. Now the only other guy that I would potentially have here, and he's climbing the rankings, is Ike Mcquanu out of NC State. But I don't think that he's better than Evan Neal. Granted, I wouldn't go Evan Neal here if I was the Jaguars. I would be taking Aiden Hutchinson, who I'm assuming him being your yeah, guy listen, all year. We we know how I do the first round of mock drafts. The first round of my mock drafts are this is who the team should be taking. Go with this guy and it's always you should almost always take best available. You don't draft for need in the first round. You take the best available player. Aiden Hutchinson is the best player in the draft. I'm sorry. The guy's got the motor. I I think he's JJ Watt. I really do. I watch him I'm like this dude is JJ Watt. He's 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 going to play hard on every single down. He's going to be good in the run game, good in the passing game. Absolute stud. Yeah. No, I I, I TJ Watt, honestly. Well, <laughs> maybe. I don't want JJ Watt. I'm sorry. I, I JJ Watt and his, and his body just broke. That's that's fair, but JJ Watt in his prime was I mean, look, TJ Watt's great. JJ Watt in his prime is ten times what TJ Watt is ever gonna be. He was un unblockable for like a three year stretch. Anybody gonna disagree with that? I dare you to. No, I'm good. Okay. Second pick. The Lions are on the clock. Josh, what do we have? On Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, so not a game question, game changer. They need a guy, Bill kill my guy, get the knees to kill the knees. Yeah, we're gonna bite kneecaps off again. <laughs> like I, I think Hutchinson is the best fit for the Lions. Like I, if they could get to one somehow and get him, that would be an amazing. So yeah. I, I will throw something out. <clears throat> Reports out of Detroit, Malik Willis is their potential. Right now, they really like him, quarterback out of Liberty, and I. If he's your guy, by all means, you Dan Campbell, you take him. You can't. 
I I agree. I, I think in a in a draft where the quarterbacks are kind of lacking skill wise compared to every other year so far, I don't think you take the risk at pick number two taking a quarterback. So I have Aiden Hutchinson as well as rusher out of Michigan. You want me to be blunt about it? Yeah. There's not a quarterback in this class that's a first round grade. Well, any of these guys that are going to go in the first round, because we're going to have five quarterbacks go in the first round, because that's just how it goes now. Not one of these guys would go ahead of any of the top seven quarterbacks picked last year. No, I I, I agree. Like, these are all... Like, Davis Mills is better than all of these guys. I, listen... I think Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's better than Mills. I, I don't think he's better than Davis Mills. He's Davis Mills would have been the number one pick if he was this year, I think. He was just injured at Stanford and didn't get, get, didn't get enough playing time. These guys are not good as far as first-round talents. They're second-rounders at best, personally. Now, they're going to go in the first round because that's just that's how these drafts work now. And Kenny Pickett's going to come off my board in a minute here. But yeah, Christian Ponder in the draft in the first round. These guys can. <laughs> I mean, we've had a lot of bad. EJ Manuel. EJ uh, you know, how, how many How many you want to go back? Like, there's so many that were just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Kid show. Kid show. So, who did you have it to? I have Aiden Hutchinson. You have Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Okay. But it's not Malik Willis. That's not who you would no, say. No, I'm just, I'm throwing that out there as rumors coming out of Detroit. I don't understand why Detroit wants Malik Willis, anyways. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't feel like that's the style of play that they want. If they trade back, maybe. Yeah, I could see if they were to trade back. But if they stay at two and take a quarterback, that is just an absolute miss. That is just a miss. You're not reading the draft right. No, if you I, do that. I completely agree. Um, my second pick is Kayvon Thibodeau. He's the second best player in the draft. He would have been one if Hutchinson didn't come oh, off yeah, this you took amazing Hutchinson year. One, my bad. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the theme. They're biting kneecaps off. Now, this guy's motor doesn't run as hot as we'd like it to, but sometimes it doesn't matter. I mean, everybody said Miles Garrett didn't run hot, and that dude is a freak of nature. Same thing here. He's probably going to, if he, if he goes to the combine, I, I would bet he runs 4-4-5. Four, four, Somewhere in that range. And that's I mean, something he's, we'll have to talk about as that progresses. All yeah. this combine stuff going on with the NFL. But just as of right now, yes, a do. lot of these guys probably aren't going. If I'm a top prospect, what do I need to go to the combine for? Yeah. It's a, it's a track meet. That's all it is. Who cares if you can bench press 225 pounds 40 times? That, they don't roll a bench out onto the middle of the field and say, go. You line up against another human being and push each other. Like, I, that has nothing to do with it. So... If I was one of these top guys, I wouldn't go. But like Thibodeau, if he goes, he's going to blow people out of the water. I bet he's probably going to put up Jadavion Clowney kind of stuff at the combine. And like everybody fell in love with with Clowney, and he's had a nice career, but he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick. That should have been Khalil Mack. Clowney's don't get me started. For the one hit against in South Carolina. <sighs> don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I think that is the most overrated play in college football history. But he killed a man. No, he went unblocked through a line. And hit Demarc or was it Demarcus Robinson? It was Demarcus Robinson. He hit him flush as the guy wasn't even looking at him and blew his helmet off. Congrats! It made a career out of it. Don't block somebody. At the, don't block a two hundred and sixty-five pound guy at the line of scrimmage if, and see what happens. You know, I like this. Somebody else get him going. That's, this is for oh one. God, it's just great yeah, to sit here and listen me. to. That is like my least favorite play in college I football history. My Garrett moment. Oh my first cause. <laughs> Like, I have been excited for 24 hours waiting for this <laughs> All right. The Texans are on the clock. Who do you like here? I mean, who knows what they do with Watson? Nobody fucking knows. It's a good show, sorry. Uh, <laughs> best way to get your defense better 
guys get to the QB faster, so we got to go with Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Yeah, I go we're, we're three for three so we far. You and I, great yeah. minds think alike. We do. We're amazing people. So, the one issue that I'm seeing, and like I said, the top ten has been something that I've done a lot of research on with like scouts and reports inside of these these schools. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau is coming out with maturity issues. But there's always that one player every single year that we hear. Michael Parsons Michael last Parsons, year had maturity yeah. issues and he, unanimous defensive player or off defensive rookie of the year. Sorry, so I'm taking those with a grain of salt, and I I'm the biggest of NFL changes players because it's not college He's 18, anymore. 19 years old, the best kid in, in this team. Yeah, who's gonna tell him no? Exactly, uh, nobody. Right. So I yes, I have him at three. I think it's the safest pick here. You're not taking a risk as the Texans, especially when you don't know who your quarterback is. So, so for me, how I went about with the with the Texans was, they're a talentless team. Like they just have, they don't have any talent at like any position really. I mean, they have some nice players, but the best way to build a foundation roster is to solidify, is to find out the one thing that you're good at and make yourself good at one thing. I would draft an offensive lineman if I am the Texans, and I'm taking Evan Neal. I think the best way to get good in this league is to have a run game. That you can then put a quarterback with and do the Dak Prescott. Who's so, running the ball? Well, they're gonna have to figure that out. But I mean, running back, they can they can get that. So you know, there's some nice running backs in this class. They'll be able to get in later rounds. I know your favorite player in the draft is uh, Kenneth Walker, right? He's my favorite uh, offensive offensive player. player. Yeah, like they're gonna be. They might be able to get him later on. You know, that's we, a possibility. My 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 prediction for that running the ball is a Christian McCaffrey trade for the with the Texans is rumored at around Halloween last year. Right around the deadline, um, that's probably what I see happening. See, here's why I don't think that's happening because I think there's too many teams that are upper level, like the Bucks. Now we have all these other um, Tampa, the Saints, um, your Steelers. They're all rumored to be in on the Deshaun Watson thing, and he has a no trade clause. And now that good teams want him, that list isn't going to be Carolina anymore. Carolina. It's going to be like, go ahead. If the Vikings saw Cousins, how much I read they might because Cousins is a lot cheaper than Watson. He well, yeah, McCaffrey, right. You know, so maybe go that route. Well, I've been the biggest over the past two days of of maybe the the Vikings trade Dalvin Cook. I just don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know. You have Alexander Madison. He's very talented. He is, but he's not Cook. Oh, I I I agree. I do have a question for Garrett though. Say that the draft goes our way, Evan Neal and Aiden Hutchinson okay. go one and two. Yeah. Is Kayvon the the guy at three for you, or are you still going like an Ike McQuanu with Charles Cross? You know, that's tough. Um, the Texans were 27th in pass rush last year, I believe is what I have here. I think, yeah, they were, they were, yeah, they were, they were the bottom feeders. So if Thibodeau is on the board, I would take him because I think you always go with the best player available. That's how I would attack a draft. Um, but if Evan Neal's on the board and they're picking, that's who I'm taking. Like if if Thibodeau and Neal are on the board, I'm taking Evan Neal. Like that's where I'm going to go if I'm if I'm in their situation. Okay. Um, but if it's just one or the other, I'm taking whoever's available. Like one of those three guys is going to be there at three. I'm taking whatever the the, the third one is. All right, yeah. So those those Hutchinson, Thibodeau, and Neal are all the the top top tier. Yeah, those are my top three okay. guys. I, I think I think when we have draft night, unless somebody trades up for a quarterback, which my God, I I don't know if we're going to do a live draft show this year. We might. If that happens, I'm going to cut the show and you can just talk for the rest of the I'm not going to be able to deal with that if somebody Absolutely. trades up for a quarterback. That's fine with me. We'll do together. You're going to travel, travel down there for the draft? Oh, yeah. That's, that's news that we'll party. have to break soon to the we'll, podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll break that at some point. 
All right, number four, the New York Football Jets. Josh, what do you like here? They got a lot of money to spend. A lot of Jeff space. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, capital there to spend money in free agency. So I'm going with Kyle Hamilton, for sure. I don't see why they wouldn't. Best, probably right behind everybody else defensive wise. Need a guy to replace Jamal Adams, defensive coach. He's gonna be perfect for them. My favorite player in the draft, by the way, Kyle Hamilton. I said it to you two months ago. I think Kyle Hamilton will be the best player out of this draft class. I don't have him here. We are now officially Whoa. separate. Whoa. I have, I have um, Ike McQuanu. I think taking a offensive tackle at this point is more important than taking a safety. You have Zach Wilson. You need to protect him. It's the same thing as the Jaguars. I I think Ike McQuanu can be put at that upper echelon of players for this draft. He's not on the level of Neil Hutchinson and Thibodeau, but he's climbing boards. And there have been talks that Ike McQuanu is going number one overall because he's he's turning into that good of an offensive tackle after people are watching tape. So yeah, I'm taking the offensive tackle over Kyle Hamilton, and which absolutely screws the Giants. Honestly, it sucks to be them, but this is just I don't think you can leave him on the board at four. I don't think taking Hamilton is a risk, but I think you can. I think you can get away with not having a safety if you're the Jets. You're not in a win right now and safety is the one position you need to fix i'm i'm shocked you went here i thought hamilton hamilton's my pick i i so i like Mackay becton and the jets line was pretty solid this year actually like they gave up a lot of sacks but they gave up coverage sacks they didn't give up you know just regular rush sacks. so i agree but i do think a lot of their offensive linemen are just band-aids fix it now kind of things rather than long-term deals and if Ike McQuanu is as good as everybody's making him out to be and can be this big offensive tackle in the league then I'm going to take that guy to be one year behind Zach Wilson and just make our offensive line that much better so I will say a week ago before the Evan Neal rumors and the offensive line rumors came out for the Jaguars I had Hutchinson Thibodeau Hamilton to the Texans but with these rumors of offensive line in Jacksonville I had to switch it up which dropped Hamilton in my list and there's an argument that he can go with any of the next four picks for me but he's he's dropped quite a bit for me based on what teams need now rather than for the future I agree with you but I think the money goes to O-line no and and if that so we have a lot of offseason to go this is based on right now. Yeah, see, I I went at this similar to what you're bringing up with just they're going to spend money on the off se- on the O line in the off season, and this draft is deep as hell at offensive line. Like you're going to get guys in the third round that have first round grades. I think they can wait on. They have a guy in Mackay Becton. Like they have that guy. You know, they don't need another guy. They they need to solidify around him. Their secondary is terrible. They're going to lose Marcus May for just nothing. He's just going to leave. Like if if Kyle Hamilton is who you think he is and I I mean I'm not there where you are but I'm close. They got to take him. They have got to take a safety. So, this is the Jets offensive line right now. They've backed it on the left. They have AVT on the left as well. Connor McGovern at center, I think you can get away with. I but I think Connor McGovern is really good and they Elijah Vera Tucker had a nice year. No, and I agree. And, that, so, and that's why I'm not taking another but offensive it's, lineman. It's the problem of I'm looking at the right side and it's Laurent Duvernay Tardif and Morgan Moses, and it's like none of those guys are. They are like Tardif is solid. Mo- Moses had an okay season. I just think they're the band aids, 
And yeah, I get the the safety thing, but I feel like safety is a and I want to put Hamilton here. I do, but I I just I think offensive line. If you solidify that offensive line, secondary coverage will come elsewhere. I, I mean, think you, Hamilton's like a Darwin James. Oh no, I completely agree. He's a sideline to sideline. You can put him, him over the top in the middle. He's he's especially against the Bills now. Yeah, against all these teams in in the you know in the AFC there. No, I'm not denying that he could go four. I just think that Ike McQuanu is a better pick for the Jets now, and I think that's where they're looking. I it, dude, if I could, I'd put I'd put Kyle Hamilton. You'd put going. Hamilton one, wouldn't you? If I could, yeah, because I think he's that good, but I just can't. What do you you have? I'm assuming you have Hamilton at four. Yeah, I have Hamilton at four. Like he's he's the kind of safety that's going to be able to cover tight ends. He's going to be able to cover slot wide receivers. He's going to be able to help in the run game. Like he's not what Jamal Adams was. He's he's like you said, Derwin James. I I think Derwin James is actually a great comp. I haven't seen that one for him yet, but I think that's a great comp. And I'm sorry if I'm the Jets who just they have no talent on the defensive side of the ball. Basically, their whole draft last year was offensive players, and I get what you're saying with the O line, but you just you listed off three offensive linemen that I believe in. Like you can fill two other offensive lineman spots with a third round pick and a free agent. That's do. Look at what the uh, the Chiefs did last year. They traded for most of their guys. They signed them in the offseason. Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney. They drafted Creed Humphrey. Like they got Creed Humphrey in what the third round. So. I will I will spoil a little bit for my upcoming picks. The Jets the Jets do also have ten. So if I if I'm going based off what you're saying, which and I could see it happening, Kyle Hamilton going four, and then I'm perfectly fine taking an offensive lineman at ten if like a Charles Cross falls or Ike McQuanu even falls. But I just think that the Jets are going to tackle this a completely different way. And if they go your way, it might be smarter come draft time when we see what they do in the offseason. But as of right now, I think my way is just more predictable in my head than anything else, but I'm not, I'm not mad about Hamilton going four. We're gonna. This is gonna be the second year in a row where the Jets are basically gonna control the draft, and I'm so sick Jets of talking the about them. Like this is the last year. It was we both we argued for weeks about it. I said they should take Kyle Pitts and keep Sam Darnold, and you were adamant we got to go Zach Wilson. And now I here I the draft starts at four. Yeah. Like for me, the draft starts at four. It's not with the top three. All right, the Giants are on the clock. Josh, you have the pick. Can the G-Men draft an offensive lineman who can do something besides <laughs> just get cut and stuck and eat? So hopefully here, Mr. Brian DeBull knows how to develop some offensive linemen. Ikeem Inuku. Ikeem Ikeem Is it Ikeem Ikeem We'll figure it out. I'm a man of the people. We don't, know, we don't know how to do names. All right. We just <laughs> see them. We listen to them. We just spit them who, out. Who was the safety last year we argued over the, the name about? Uh, the Raiders took him. We, we fought Merrick. over the name. Trayvon yeah, Trayvon Merrig. My God. I, that was awful. I still can't get his name right. Uh, I agree with Josh. I have the same pick. Ikeem 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 That's going to yeah, be terrible. Yeah, I'm in your head now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had the 30th worst old offensive line graded by Pro Football Focus last year. Um, he's the second best tackle in the class, and, and you can debate he's the first. If you want to debate he's the first, fine. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, their line is terrible, and this is it for Daniel Jones. Like, this is the last shot. If you can't get it this year, you're not going to get it. So they got to do the right thing. They got to go offensive line. It's Ike Nekwanu. And I'm going to say it 40, <laughs> I'm gonna say it 40 different ways before the draft. Um, I we are all in agreement here. I uh, I think the Giants right now need to think of what are the Panthers gonna do based on what has already happened. 
And what do the Panthers need? They need offensive line and they need a quarterback. So it's like, let's take an off the, the better the best offensive lineman remaining out of out of these upper echelon of players, and let's take Charles Cross and let the the Panthers make the decision of do we want to reach on an offensive lineman or do we want to take a quarterback here? So I have the Giants taking Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Um, and that leads us to the Panthers. Big decision here. Panthers. The biggest need is a stupid quarterback. If they had a top quarterback, automatic NFC championship contender team. Are we all going to say a quarterback here? We're going to say a quarterback. We are all going to say a quarterback I, here. I thought I was going to be the crazy one having a quarterback no. at six, but I guess everybody agrees. I hate it. It's a stupid pick. But if they're forced here and this is what they got and they can't get anybody else, I'm going to go and pick it out of pit. Oh, you have Pickett. You have Pickett? I have Pickett. I have Malik Willis. I have Pickett. I, see, I'm not sold on Malik Neither Willis. I'm just not. I. People want to do the Lamar comparison. I don't see it. This That's could just force. be hoping and praying that if the Steelers are going to draft a quarterback, Pickett isn't this fall, this early off the board that we have to take a a Matt Corral or a Malik Willis. But Josh, who's your number one quarterback right now? Is it Pickett? Pickett. He's your number one. Yeah. I have Pickett, but I have Malik Willis very, very close behind. See, I have Matt Corral one. I have Corral over him. Corral, Corral is my three. top guy. Number two for me. I, I like his talent. I like his mobility. I like his arm. He looks the part. He, and I know that's a shitty thing. Year, though. Well, I mean, it depends. You know, he might be a guy that has to sit for five weeks and then he comes in. Yeah, some of that. But I don't want to throw this name out there, but I see a lot of, like, Justin Herbert with him. Maybe not as athletic, but I think the arm talent is going to be special with him. Uh, I'm completely sold. But, yeah, I, I think the Panthers are going to take Kenny Pickett. And, God, I hate that pick so much. Like, it just, if you're... if it's you're force panic pick. It is. It, if they could trade down to, like, 17... And get him, I would love that for them. But that's not going to happen because if someone's trading up, they're taking a quarterback. So I just so disagree with that move 100%. But it, it's going to be the move, I, I feel. No, I, I agree. Like I, they, they passed on two quarterbacks, or was it two or three quarterbacks last year? They passed on two guys last year. They're going to talk themselves, well, we passed on them last year, we got to take them now. And that's always two, two bad decisions never make a good decision. They passed on Fields and Mac Jones. Mac Jones. They passed on both of those guys last year. Like it's like when, like with Denver. Like okay, they, you know, they screwed up a situation and then they, they screwed up another situation and now it's like okay, well let's trade this guy so we can clear cap space and hope that we get Aaron Rodgers. And it's like that never works. Like making three bad decisions doesn't make a good one. It's just never going to happen. Quick question for you: Fields with Panthers, do you believe in him more than you do now with the with the Bears? More, a lot more. I think probably a lot more. Although I'm out on Matt Rule, I like Matt Rule. I still do. I think he could be fired by week four, and I wouldn't probably. mind. But you give him five year deal, you're gonna. I also think that he's been given not a great system, and he, this is gonna be one of those quarterback si- or uh, head coach signings that we see. Well, he's got a very good potential of being a head coach. You and I agreed that he was a very good signing for the, the Panthers when they had made it. Yeah, I liked the hire. I thought he was going to be a nice NFL coach, and it's. I do just think he's just been given a system of a team that has been bad for years and aren't really in a means to get better right now. I mean, they have so. I don't know. I don't know what the Panthers' deal is, because they do have DJ Moore. They 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 do have Robbie Anderson. They do have Christian McCaffrey, barring injuries, but they've been a quarterback away, kind of. The entire time. They're more than a quarterback away. They are so far away. It's not even close. I mean, that division was awful this year, and they still only won, what, six games? 
they 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 traded for Sam Darnold and acted like he was going to be they were going to be able to fix him and I wasn't at camp that thought he'd be great there. I, I was I, I thought it was I, we were all told Matt Rule was this quarterback whisperer and I believed it and he didn't do anything with Darnold who I have now zero faith in. All like I I'm completely out on him now. They hired Ben McAdoo as an offensive coordinator. Oh, that's that's just terrible. That's always a bad decision. So, all right, the Giants are on the clock again. I think Giants fans are screaming for two offensive linemen, and I hate that decision altogether. So does anybody is anybody here taking an offensive lineman with the Giants with their second pick? Nope. No, sorry. Fin- yeah, finish, finish your drink, drink there. Water. Finish your drink. As I'm asking a question, he he takes a slug of water. We I just love it. Go to pick. You're, you're in a ramble. You're going good. I don't think <laughs> right. So, Josh, who do you have at seven with the Giants? I'm going defensive line. George Carlifis out of Purdue. Okay. All right. I thought about it. He was on my mind. Um, I will be honest. I have David, David Ojabo written down here. But I don't think an edge rusher... I think the Giants need an edge rusher, but they're probably going to lose Jabril Peppers in the offseason. I don't see why they would want him back. Well, they're so, going to lose Jabril Peppers, and they're probably going to lose Blake Martinez. Both of them. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that's Helms in that, so don't I you? do. So. I have David Ojabo written down right now. I think if they keep Jabril Peppers and they get him back, they're going to sign David Ojabo. If they get rid of Jabril Peppers, it's going to be Kyle Hamilton. So I'm going to go with what I have written down just because I, I think, I don't know. I, it could just be a toss-up. So I'm just going to go with, I have David Ojabo. I think the animal that was across from Aiden Hutchinson is still a top 10 ranked prospect in this draft. Tank him. I mean, that Michigan defense, that front four of the Michigan defense was just absolutely amazing. So why not take the other guy that made that front four amazing? But it could be Kyle Hamilton. It just that This is the biggest. They could also just trade out of this pick. They're not going to have the pick. No, I I I, I think so as well, but I'm not going to just trade away this pick. I just I can't do that. So I have penciled this guy in for the Giants for a long time. This is my favorite player in the draft. I'm going to the SEC well on this one, and I'm taking Nicobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. I know he's he's ranked a lot lower on most people's boards. I think this guy is the best player in the draft. Every time I watch Georgia this year. All I saw was number number seventeen making plays. He has, he was, has, has number six. He's sick. They had yeah. him six. So I know that some of the mock drafts I looked at this week had him like seventeenth and eighteenth. I so disagree with that. He is going to be a middle linebacker who plays in the league for thirteen years. Like I was right about Micah Parsons last year. I'm gonna be right about this guy. I think he's special. He can go sideline to sideline. He can play the run game. He can cover the pass. He can cover running backs. He can cover tight ends. Nicobe Dean to the Giants. They're going to lose Blake Martinez. They're probably going to lose Jabril Peppers, too. That front seven is really what they need to improve on. I like their secondary. I think their secondary has some nice players in it. So I'm going I'm going to go linebacker. I'm going to take Nicobe Dean. Well, what you just said about the secondary is where I was like, okay, well, Kyle Hamilton is a perfect fit because you lose Jabril Peppers. You have Xavier McKinney, and who's very young. I think it's his third year, fourth year. I have no idea. Um, and then you add Kyle Hamm to that, and then that's that's one of the best safety duos in the league if both of them turn out to be absolutely amazing, which I, I agree with. And then you could you could put either one of them at free safety or strong safety. You could swap based on what team you're playing against. I I want to put Kyle Hamilton here, but I think the front four. I is, can't believe he's fallen this far for you. 
I cannot believe that. I think the 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 teams that that need him are the Texans, and they're not going to pass up on Kayvon Thibodeau, and the Jets, which he could go there. But I have Ika Mukwanu on the board, and if he's number four ranked player and he's climbed to the F word this much, he can be. And then I don't think he fits in a team until we get to the Giants at seven because they're not going to take him at five because the Panthers don't need him. And then the Falcons, which are next, which, I mean, I'll jump just jump ahead of you. This, that, this is where I have Kyle Hamilton going to the Falcons. You had a breakout star in A.J. Terrell this year in your secondary. Why not beef up that, that secondary even more by taking my number one player in the draft, my favorite player in the defensive side of the ball, sideline to sideline, can cover tight ends, can play the middle of the field, go deep. I think that's just the obvious choice, and the Falcons would be very lucky if he falls this far. What do you like here, Josh? All I have is Kyle Pitts in offense. I don't need a lot of help. I got to say, Ridley's going to probably be gone. Odds are. Everybody else in that offense has proven nothing. A lot of our receivers are great in this draft. I like a lot of them. Everybody says Drake London is the best one. I disagree, but so... I'm going to drink London just based on everybody else's. Okay, so you have London here. I, I think like eight mock drafts I looked at had London here. I'm sticking with the wide receiver position too, but it's not London. Yeah, I, I think they're going to lose Ridley. Um, their offensive line was like underrated and kind of solid. They gave up a lot of coverage sacks again, and that was guys not getting open. Like Calvin Ridley just wasn't there. Um, Kyle Pitts, I said he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I stand by that. They got to get another guy alongside of him. I'm going with my top wide receiver. This is nobody's top wide receiver, but I think Chris Olave is the best wide receiver in this class. You switched, didn't you? Have uh, Alabama guy? No, I, I, no, I think he's better than Jamison Williams. Oh, yeah, I, I think Olave is the best receiver in this class. I know he didn't have the best year. If you had him in the draft last year, he would have been the fourth wide receiver off the board. So I'll, I'll tell you, my number one wide receiver is also on Ohio State. You, so you have Garrett Wilson. I have Garrett Wilson okay. as the number one and, and if, 100% that. Yeah. And, and if, then I have if, London at two. I have uh, Olave at three. And then I have Williams falling to four because of the ACL injury. So Wilson is my number two. And then I have Jamison Williams. Then it's Drake London. Then it's John Mechie after that. Those are my top five. Um, I just like what Olave brings. I think he's, he's going to be a good possession receiver who can also go deep. Uh, I like that he's kind of physical. He's good in the run game. I think he's just an all-around good good wide receiver and like the Falcons just need some talent they just need talent on one side of the ball their defense is like it's sneaky good like they have some solid playmakers I think they're going to build on that in the back end of the draft but first round they like taking offensive players they've taken how many pass catchers has has have the Falcons taken in the first round in the last 20 years I think it's like seven they, they like to take receivers let's stick with the theme they're good at drafting receiver too I mean you know, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Roddy White, Kyle Pitts. I'm missing guys. There's plenty of guys in, in that history for the Falcons. I think they're just going to stay with that. It's very possible. What you got? Broncos are on the board. The, the Denver Broncos. Oh, oh God. Please, please be smart here. I'm so smart right now. I'm already ahead of you. You're thinking in the past. Your old eyes just... You my old eyes. Judgmental eyes. Okay, Mr. 30 year old. Jesus. You got glasses on. Yeah. You got old you eyes. Judgmental eyes of yours who just doesn't want to see the greatness of Jew Lock. Oh, God. <laughs> they don't need no super. I like where he's going with this. No, Russell Wilson. They have Jew Lock. Jew. This is what we brought him on the Lock. podcast for. I'm not discussing you sold Drew Von Lock. Miller. You got rid of Von Miller. You got Sertan. 
part of me thinks you guys are ten. Should go with Singletary or uh, Ahmad Gardner. Just lock up everybody. But since you lost out on uh, Von Miller, Devin Lloyd. Lloyd, I'm sorry, Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Devin Lloyd. Okay. I don't hate that. That's that's a good pick. I thought you were going to say like a quarterback or a don't wide receiver. Don't need one. Uh, okay. Andrew? Oh, boy. What do you give the team that needs just one position? Oh, no. The, the, the Broncos are a quarterback away from, from being a very, very good Yeah, team. but they're none of these quarterbacks away. I'm taking Kenny Pickett. Oh, God. I, the Broncos The Broncos statistically have one of the best defenses. In, I, and I love Drew Locke. I don't think he's the answer. In Bron- then, uh, to the Broncos, I don't think he's the answer. I would I, keep him. I'd rather have Drew Locke I than Kenny Pickett, to be honest. But 100%. I think they're taking Kenny Pickett. They have one of the statistically one of the best defenses in the league. One of, on paper, one of the most solid offenses in the league with KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, a good tight end I group. Love, so can we talk about that for a second? The on paper bullshit with the Broncos pass catchers. Like, on paper, they look good. Cortland Sutton's done what in this league? Like, he's had a couple nice seasons, but he's not a superstar. Who's throwing him the ball? Nobody. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. But, like, even great playmakers can look good. I have never, I have not seen Cortland Sutton pop off my TV screen when I watch the Denver Broncos. Jerry Judy is like this, oh, we got Jerry Judy. He was the number one guy on that Alabama team. The best route runner out of that draft class? Okay, have we seen it? I haven't Who's seen it. Who's been throwing him the ball? Oh, your Mr. Drew Lock is is the man. Like Can Drew Lock realistically let's be honest. I'll be honest here. If for he's a so good, if he's so good, Who's no, so we good? can't get him the ball. I, this whole notion that the Broncos offensive pass catchers are incredible is is just bad in my opinion. I don't think Jerry Judy is that great. I think they have a very good wide receiver room. KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy. Are they Judy studs like the Cincinnati Bengals? I got shit for that and I'll look at him. Am I just Nostradamus when it comes to the start, back start of start position? of last year? Who would you or start of last year? Who would you have rather had the Broncos pass catchers or the Bengals pass catchers? The Bengals. So they're not even better than what we th- we weren't even sure about the Bengals, and you could already have said I'd rather have the Bengals. Exactly. That's what we think of the Broncos pass catchers. But do I think an offense of Kenny Pickett and a very good running back room of Javante Williams and potentially Melvin Gordon and a what? solid Gordon's tight end room. With why would you? Why would you try to draft another quarterback in the first round when all Denver's done I mean, is get? I'll that be honest wrong. with you. I think they have Aaron Rodgers by this point, so I don't even think they take Kenny Pickett. But I'm not going to base my Rogers right now draft Steelers, draft pick. Thank you. I mean, much. I'd be happy with that. But I'm not going to base my right now draft pick off of what I think is going to happen. I'm going off of right now. I think the Broncos are a quarterback away from winning. Not not winning a Super Bowl, but being very good NFL football team. Like Kenny Pickett. Oh my God! It's you can disagree with me all I, you want. I'm going to strongly disagree. All right, I have Charles Cross here, Mississippi State offensive tackle. Look, I like the Broncos roster. Like they're not going to take a pass catcher here because it doesn't make sense to. They they have too many of them. There's some defensive players. I thought about Devin Lloyd here. Uh, I. I just think that their defense is good enough where that's not what they need. The division they play in has great pass rushers all the way around. Like every team is ridiculous. Bosa. Then you have uh Max Crosby, you have Yannick Ngakwe on the Raiders, and then it's Chris Jones and Frank Clark on the uh on the Chiefs. They're probably gonna add somebody in the offseason. I'm sure the Chargers will improve. Like pass rush is everything in that division. 
The Broncos have a decent pass rush. They got to go to the other side of the ball. There's not a stud on that Broncos offensive line. They need to sure it up. I think cross is the best way to do it. All right. I just I just don't agree with okay, we're we're one quarterback away. These quarterbacks aren't very good. Let's just take one anyways. That is like that is the most dangerous thing in in the draft to do. That is that is what the the football team did with Dwayne Haskins. They're like, oh, well, we're almost like a quarterback away. Let's just take Dewey Haskins. Yeah, and then he's no good. But they we're tried okay that. Panthers doing this, right? Well, I mean, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay with the Panthers doing it because they actually don't have any other position to take, and you're not attracting a free agent to Carolina. Name me a free agent or a trade that's ever gone down where Carolina gets a good quarterback. None. So, I think if you're them, you have to draft one. Do not disrespect Cheek. Daylight home. Jake DeLome. I'm, I'm going to disrespect him. That's mean. But, I, and look, he was a solid player, but he got hot. That's what he did. I just don't think that they can attract free agents, and I think that Denver can. Like, they've done it before. It's a popular place to play. They're a big-name team. I'm not taking Kenny Pickett in the first round if I'm Denver. That's Paxton Lynch all over again. And we all know how that worked out. Oh, Paxton Lynch. I really like that he's tall. How many tall quarterbacks? Is Kenny Pickett tall? He's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, right? He's a pretty big guy. Oh, John Elway's in love with him. Never mind. You're probably right. They're, he's taking Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Forget about it. John Elway's taking him. Okay, let's go to the Jets. The miserable Jets. Miserable Jets. So I'm being selfish here because as a Vikings fan, we're so close to the Jets pick. So as a Vikings fan, who I really want. So I'm making the... the Whoa, this is supposed to be completely unbiased here. I'm, I don't sign shit about being unbiased here. <laughs> I'm looking at my emails right now. Nothing's there. Can we get a contract for our next guest? Keep under five F words. Ah, that that, was, sure that would never it. be in a contract. You I know. Gotta hear That's true. How many kid shows we say on the daily? All I'm saying is... We used to edit them out, actually. Really? Yeah, we oh, did. Oh, yeah. For a while, we edited work. them out. Yeah. It's, it, it was a waste of time. It was a waste of time. I'll make it work for it now. <laughs> All right. Cincinnati quarterback, QB. I'm sorry. Cornerback. Okay. Ahmed Gardner. Sauce, Sauce Gardner. All right. Yeah. I like that pick for the Jets. Um, I, obviously, I already, we already did Kyle Hamilton for them. So I'm staying on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going Devin Lloyd here. I think they got to sure up the linebacker room. Uh, it, you know, C.J. Mosley, come on. No, that's not it. So that's where I'm going here. Um, I think the Jets are going to have, like, it, how many picks do they have? Like eight picks in this draft. I would guess at least six of them are defensive players. So I... Uh... This pick was a little bit hard for me to make because I don't know if the Jets really keep this pick either based on who's fallen so far. For my draft with who's fallen, they're losing Jameson Crowder in the offseason. He's a free agent. that I, I highly doubt that they're going to re-sign him. I think they need a true wide receiver one. I mean... Godwin's going to be there. We like Elijah Moore, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Elijah Moore is good. I don't think Elijah Moore can be the best receiver. I don't know. I, I really liked what I saw to him last year. We all think Corey Davis is solid. Like, is he's not terrible. Good number three. Yeah, like, if they got a tight end in there, I think that offense really is really nice. Like, they're like a tight end, and I like their running back room. So, I, I, I disagree on the pass catcher thing, although I get what you're saying. It's... It's a so, it's a sexy move if you're the Jets to take a pass catcher. 100%. My pick right here, um, I I wanted to say cornerback, but I think the Jets last year had a very sneaky sneaky cornerback room with Bryce Hall and 
who is another cornerback? I, I don't know. The name Their is, corners, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. They aren't great by any means, but I think they had a sneaky, sneaky good cornerback room, and I could be completely wrong. I do not know the statistic on this. This number, the, the thoughts, that the, the words that are coming in my mouth could they, be They were middle of the bullshit. pack. Defensively last year, they were middle of the pack. Why not go and get the flashy guy that should have been drafted last year, opted to stay in, in, in the NCAA, take Chris Olave. Lockdown. Oh, oh! I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Okay. Or, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, I, I spoke too soon. I mean, why not take my number one wide receiver in the draft? Take Garrett Wilson. Be okay. your wide receiver one. Get a talented wide receiver to round out your room. Give Zach Wilson another. Like, and this is it. If they draft an, another very good wide receiver, and Zach Wilson is absolutely piss poor, I mean, I'll, I'll be, the, I'll have to be the first one to admit it because of the Zach Wilson truth uh, title that I hold right now. What's What's the Zach Wilson stock trading over the counter at right now? I like him. Like what? Are, what are we at? Like five bucks a share? Like Patrick Mahomes is two hundred dollars a share. Where's Zach Wilson? Like twenty. He's higher than that. Twenty five. Fifty maybe. Yeah. 50 wow. Seventy five. Yeah. He still is a second year yeah, player. Decent. He came along pretty well. He learned how to be a check down guy, which is something you gotta teach. And and I think the wide wow. receiver. So I think if they take Kyle Hamilton at four, I think if if they if that's who they want, then this pick is completely different. But based on how I have them taking Ika McQuanu, and. They're like, all right, well, now we have no reason for our offensive line to be bad. Their left side's good. They now have a great right tackle to, to pair them with. They have a good running back room. Their wide receiver room would be absolutely filthy if they had Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave. Like, I think one of those Ohio State running or wide receivers fit perfectly in this wide receiver room was Zach Wilson. So that, that's where I'm going to go. And, and I was less confident about it earlier when I was typing all of this out. But after the words came out of my mouth and they started to make a little bit of sense, I'm, I, I like this pick a lot. I think this is a New York New York Jets guy. Okay. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, like I said, if they go with the flashy thing and they do the wide receiver pick, good for them. I I just don't know if that's what they desperately need. I think they have decent wide receiver talent. Uh, the Washington Commanders, the commies, are on the clock. Josh, who do you like here? Man, they're a terrible spot, just like our good old Panthers. I mean, they got to go quarterback here. I like Matt Corral, QB. Matt Corral. Okay, Matt Corral. So I'm I'm in agreement with you on the position. I disagree on the player. This just screams Malik Willis to me. This pick screams Ron Rivera loved Cam Newton. Let me get a guy who's kind of similar to Cam Newton. Let me take Malik Willis. I mean, it's the flashy... You know, oh, look at us pick the Dan Snyder pick. He likes the athletic guy that is going to sell tickets. That just smells of Dan Snyder. Yeah, I mean, this is the NFL. We're going to have three quarterbacks going this early. It's never not going to happen. I have Matt Corral going number 11 overall to the Washington Commanders. That leaves us to the good old pick number 12. Skull. Our honorary host for the day. So, obviously, I'm going to guess that you put the player in here that you personally want, yes. right? Okay. Who do you... So let me hear who you th- you personally want, and then I want you to tell me who you think they're going to take. I personally want two people. Rick Spielman's gone. Trade down Keen. I think we're going to stay this pick. It all depends on what route they decide to go. Are we going to rebuild? Quick rebuild? Are we going to sell off? Nobody knows. Assuming they decide not to sell off, I think you got to go Derek Singletary out of LSU. Derek, yes, Derek, Derek Stingley. Stingley. Do we all have the same? We pick all have Derek Stingley here. I think I love this pick. If they sell off Thielen, I think they may go to 
Garrett Wilson. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I think Stingley is the perfect pick here. And I know a lot of people have uh, the Cincinnati kid sauce as their number one corner. I think this kid's the best corner. I agree. If he can get healthy, because I know he's coming off some injury, like I just watch him and I'm like, that guy can be the best corner in football. Did you watch LSU his his freshman year? I'm assuming you did of because course. that's the year they won the national championship. Yeah. Do we not remember how good he was his freshman he year of college? He up T. Higgins he in was the national the best, championship game. He had the best freshman year cornerback season of all time. And yeah. Like, yeah, he's faced an effort issue. He stopped giving effort in the LSU defense, and he's faced injury issues. But I've said it. I said it when I was talking about Tavon. Or Kayvon, sorry. The NFL changes players, and, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I think some players it doesn't, and we, we've seen cases of it, but I'm a firm believer of I made it to the NFL, I need to get my shit straight, especially now. So I, Derek Stingley is my easy pick. I think even if Sauce is on the board, I think Derek Stingley is still the number one pick here. Stingley's my top corner. I, I I like Sauce, but I don't like his physicality. I think Stingley's more physical if he wants to be. I, I'm so glad. Like I thought your pick was going to be someone different. I wasn't sure what you were going to do, to be honest. I thought you might go receiver. Um, I'm glad that you went with the smart thing, and I don't even need you to answer the who you think they're going to pick because I actually think that's who they're really going to end up taking. Hopefully. So I do think this pick base is, is different based on what they do in the offseason. Because if Cousins is gone and y'all just ship everybody out, I think Dalvin Cook's gone in the offseason, and your defense is you're going to need defensive help. So that's why this pick just makes a lot more sense to me. But if your offense is completely def- different, this could be a wide receiver pick. This could be, I mean, there's no tight end, so that that's not really a question. Yeah, but tight end. No, there's no tight ends in the draft. Is what I'm saying for the yeah, most I part. Like we have a tight end though. Um, I'm I'm so happy that 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 was I was I was like I don't know if anybody else is going to have this. But yeah, like, all three yeah, of us. I s- I penciled in Stingley. He was actually the second guy I wrote in because when I do this, I don't go pick by pick. I write in the guys where I think they should go, and he was the second guy I wrote. I'm like, yep, Stingley's going to the Vikings. Like that's just where he belongs. And then I kind of build it around that. And yeah, I, I, I'm so happy that that was the pick there. Um, all right, let me let me talk to you about your Steelers for a minute. Uh, I don't know if you did all the way to the Steelers. I didn't. But who do you see the Steelers taking? What do they have? The 17th pick in the draft. 20 they have 20 you guys oh, have 20 we have 21 yeah, yeah we're right before you okay um what do you like for the Steelers <laughs> at 20 I what do I like even if you don't have a player in mind what do you like positionally so th- I think this is all based off of who falls where because for all we know Charles Cross could fall to 20 like th- th- that's just an obvious possibility and beefing up an offensive line for a potential Aaron Rodgers or a I mean, I've heard Kirk Cousins, I've heard Jimmy Garoppolo, I've heard all of these names thrown at me for, for Steelers quarterbacks, and if we're going to take one of these established NFL quarterbacks, then then we need offensive line to protect them. If it's going to be Dwayne Haskins, it, just take... It's going to be Dwayne like, Haskins. If it's Dwayne Haskins, take Kenny Pickett if he's there. Take Matt Corral if he's there. If, if it's... Sam Howell? I'm coming up oh, a no. little bit. Don't come up. Stay Baker like, Mayfield 2.0. Um... Of course you would like him, too. He's literally <laughs> Baker Mayfield. That's my comp. So, I don't think it, it's... Uh, there, are, there are a bunch of positions it's not going to be. It's not going to be linebacker. It's not going to be wide receiver. It's not going... God hope it's not a wide receiver. What about cornerback? It's not going to be running back. You guys don't take wide receivers in the first round. You take them in the fifth round. That's where I was getting at. Cornerback. Okay. 
Um, I like Derek Stingley. I don't think he falls that far. I like Sauce. I think Sauce could fall to 20. I don't think he's going to fall that far. Because, like, he's the guy I'm praying falls and New England gets him, but I'm, it's not happening. Like, we're not getting him at 21. Um, There was a stat. I should have screenshotted it. I knew it was going to come in handy. Of the Steelers' defense, their secondary yards, or yards allowed based on player per game. Our corners, none of them let under 100 yards go. Like averaging a hundred yards, like it's just it was our secondary is so bad. We have Brian Flores now, which I love. I do. I think the Minka Fitzpatrick relationship there is going to be a little sketchy at first. I'm oh, I forgot about I'm that. Hoping that they can. What a different room. What a different saucy rooms. little. Oh, no, I agree. What a saucy story. Yeah. Wow. So, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I'm very very skeptical right now of what the Steelers are going to do. I don't know. There's a lot. My pick, offensive line. But God help me, it's not Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph. That's what It's going to be one of those two guys. If right. it's Mason Rudolph, do we give you a pass for one year to not be a fan? I will give him a no. pass. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to. Like, hang on, hang on. Josh is now here, so he can he can defend himself. I'm not going to pull a Josh. You're not. My team is bad. I'm not going to go and root I'm for sorry, the Patriots. But a game we went to and officially switch my team for the rest of the year. My wife I, is a Patriots fan. I'm sorry. I rooted for the Patriots. I never once said I'm switching for, okay. to the Patriots for All this right. year. Fair enough. Because I'm not going to root for the Bills. I, I may oh, be from God. New York, but fuck the Bills. Kid show. Like, yeah, no, I, I will be a Steelers fan. But I will be an unhappy Steelers fan. I will complain the entire way. About this. And and Tomlin hasn't been instated, instated as our, our GM yet. He will be. Like, he's going to be our GM at some point, whether it's this season or next season. So if, he, if it's this season, he's got to figure it out now. He's got to start off strong. So I'm hoping he makes a very wise decision because no – I texted you. I don't know if I told you. None of the players through the Steelers organization have said that Mason Rudolph is capable of beating a starting quarterback in the NFL. And when players are coming out in media and saying these things, you'd think that the organization would listen and say, maybe we ship out a lot to go and get a quarterback or just draft one. Like, we haven't had one since Ben, really. We haven't drafted any other than, like... Well, you took Mason Rudolph in the second round. Yeah, but that was a... Uh, the, uh, you took... Um, Josh Johnson. We had Josh, Josh Johnson, and then you had... Um, oh, God. Landry Fields, yeah. right? Landry or Landry Jones. But hang on, can you tell me how long these guys lasted in the NFL? Landry Jones was on the Steelers <laughs> for like five wild. years. How many games did he play for the Steelers? Actually, he started like seven games in a year because Ben was hurt all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like he's the Mason. He was the Mason Rudolph at that time. You and guys now, had uh, you had Byron on the team. You had uh, Mike Vick was your backup for a little while there. <laughs> like, but the Steelers have had some bad backup quarterbacks. Landry Jones is on the Dallas Renegades now. No, that was that was a XFL team, right, or an AAF team. I don't know. Yeah, that team doesn't exist anymore because he was in the XFL or the did, AFL. No, did you see the they came back with the it. news today? The NFL is is partnering with the XFL. Oh God! Because I was going to bring that up after the podcast to maybe talk about it next week, but I mean we're here if you want to talk about it. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. Fun fact: I could be wrong. No, if you if you have that report, no, I, I bleacher report, and I know. It, oh, right here. Via ESPN, XFL agrees to give NFL a petri dish to experiment with proposed rules, develop officials, and more. So oh, okay, so that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have a league. I mean, it's it, it'll be back eventually. Like if if they're going to partner with the NFL, it I just mean, plus doesn't the Rock work. Just bought it out. Here's the problem: it doesn't work. Football, any other time of the year, doesn't work. People don't. 
people want to watch football, but they don't want to watch football when baseball season is starting and basketball season is starting. It just doesn't work. I And, and as much as I wanted the XFL to work, because I was one of those guys that I watched every single week the last time it was a thing, it's it's just never going to work. You can't get the talent level. People don't want to watch that. They would rather watch the NBA. And I know that's crazy, but they would just rather watch the NBA than a bunch of no-name XFL guys. I, I didn't watch a single XFL game. I'll be 100% I'd rather spit to college baseball than watch an XFL or I, AFL. Listen, I was a big Washington Defenders fan. Cardale Jones was their quarterback. Like They had uh, Pep Hamilton as their offensive co- or their head coach. Like Pep Hamilton's currently an offensive coordinator in the league, but it's the talent's just not there. There's not enough talent pool to have good enough football played in a secondary league. It's just not. Yeah. Well, the practice guys play down go there because uh, they're in no universe. Am I letting my practice squad players play in the XFL? In no, the let, let's do it. Hell no. Let's do it. Soccer does and have relegations and promotions. That I've always been a promoter. That's of that. that's fine. But you're st- the problem is if you send XFL player XFL teams to the NFL, they're not going to have the budgets in order to to pay NFL like they're. The guy, the teams that start in the XFL are never going to be able to be good enough to stay in the NFL. Just one one draft class is in one free agency period is not going to make your roster good enough to be in no, the NFL. I know it'll never work because players wouldn't agree to it either. There's no way an NFL player would say, "Oh, I." Oh would. hell no! The union like, would never agree. Yeah, they, that, that's they, the difference between American sports and European sports. We have unions here. No, those no. Th- those those countries don't necessarily they have player unions, but. Those things have been agreed to for so long that it's it's never going to change. Yeah, I mean, there are countless times every single year you see players from from no name clubs going to the the Manchester United's, the cities, the Barcelona's. Right, the like there's, yeah, there's no, no I, transfer I portal portal in you know in the NFL. No, like, I know there's not multiple leagues throughout the the world that can handle these players. No, it's I know just it'll never, never work. work, but it's just always been something that and I'm like, what if it did? Americans hate that stuff, so yeah. that'll never work either. We can't even do it with our own soccer league. Yeah, so then don't get me started on that. <laughs> All right, that was a good draft. I Who thought likes soccer, honestly. Whoa, 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 whoa! You are on the wrong podcast for that, sir. Yeah, I know I am, but like, I mean, but let me leak a little bit of a statistic here. I don't think we ever said our most listened to episode was when we talked about soccer for the entire time. Really? Yeah. Yes, it was. Like we and like shockingly, we got people from like Europe listening to our podcast because it, like it says that stuff. Oh, so you're pulling European people in? Yeah, I mean, not so much anymore because no European really. Other than if you're a fan of football, wants to listen to us talk about football, like, but yeah, no, it was that was sh- shockingly our most viewed and listened to. I think it still is actually. It's it's either one or two. Yeah, yeah. I, I take it back. I apologize. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you should. That's right. Fuck soccer. All right, it's time. I've been waiting for this. It's it's been a, it's been a while. We haven't done a ranking in a bit, and I've been excited. We did some good ones last year. Ice cream flavors, Thanksgiving food for Thanksgiving. That was the Thanksgiving one. I think we fought about the most. Yeah, because what did you? You had like stuffing number one, and I'm sorry that no, was you just hated mashed potatoes. No, oh, I yeah, you had yeah, mashed yeah, potatoes yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have mashed potatoes very high. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> silky smooth buttery. All right, that's that's mm. enough. Um, this is something we've wanted to do for a while. We, we were gonna do it last year, but never really got around to it. So we figured with our our sports friend here that that wanted to come on the podcast, let's do it now. Our uh, top ten. Favorite sports jerseys of all time, starting from number ten, Joshua. What you got? First of all, sir, Joshua. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right, sorry. Uh, Oregon Ducks. Anything number? Anything Oregon Ducks? I don't care that somehow they can make a, a jersey within a moment. So anything Oregon Ducks that football team wears is number ten for me. 
right. I figured I'm dealing with children here. So I, I've brought pictures. This is my number 10. I have the Miami Vice basketball jerseys. We're all, both wow. of us are all aware we of what Google. all these jerseys are going to look like. No, I have soccer jerseys. So those okay. are more for him. All right. Like, I'm Fair just, enough. I've brought pictures to you deal with you children. Book, guys. Huh? We need a picture book. So I'm going to my fandom on this first one. Uh, this is the only, this is the only fandom pick I have on the list. The Patriots' royal blue uniforms from the '90s are my all-time. Why those aren't our alternates are just make no sense to me. They are so sexy with the Pat Patriot on the shoulder pads. Like that color blue is just phenomenal. The lettering is perfect. I beg for I like the red unis. I love them. Those aren't what I want. I want the Ben Coates, the Drew Bledsoe's, the Ty Law throwbacks. That's what I want. That one right there. That's and actually that's not even the right one. That's not the right color blue. That's from two, uh 2000. But yeah, those are the ones I want brought back. I knew it. I, I saw it earlier. It almost made my list. Those jerseys are pretty nice. I, they are. They're they're sick. What you got, bud? Number nine. I struggle with number nine. There's just so many options for throwbacks. I'm going to probably go San Diego, San Diego Padre throwbacks or anything the last few years' jerseys. Those are all just nice, gorgeous. Not one, not one is wrong, so stick with that, number nine. All right, number nine, You, I, I don't think you've, you've seen this. I could be completely wrong, but I have the Nigeria 2018 soccer kit. There's a picture in case you haven't seen it. Never saw that. Yeah. I think it's a very slick, smooth jersey. Nice, simple, simple design. I like the jersey. I don't think it's like this epic, amazing jersey. But I, I, I do remember those from the World Cup. I did like them. Uh, they are pretty classy, I got to admit. Um, I wish that more people that are going to listen would know what those would look like. Yeah. But they'll have to go, go look, look them up, up for 2018 themselves. Nigeria kit. The one that they released this year, too, is very nice as well. So you can look at them both. But So... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, sir. Okay, so the next part of my list, after I got my fandom out of the way, and you know how I take my lists. They're, they're serious. Oh, honorable mention? Do I get do I get one of those? I was told I didn't earlier. And you I can do an honorable it. mention after okay. we finish the list. I'll give you that. So the way I do my lists is you to be on this, you either had to have a wicked iconic jersey that everybody loved, and when you were like nine years old, you, you had to have it as a kid, or you have to have been such an amazing team that when you see that jersey, you go, I can I know exactly what game that's from. Or I my next my number nine is the nineteen nineties Chicago Bulls red away jersey. When you see Jordan pull up a ninety eight against the Jazz, you go, Those fucking jerseys are sweet. Good Joe. Everybody had a Michael Jordan jersey in the nineteen nineties. Everybody, even if you weren't a Chicago Bulls fan. I think they're the ninth best jersey of all time. It's iconic. It's just that look. There's a sneaker for it. You can match it with anything. If you walk in with a Jordan jersey on from 1998, you are fucking cool. Kid show. Bulls jersey almost made a list for me. I would have counted with the 86 this rookie year, 84. Rainer. I love those. The, uh, the lettering on those is sweet. Go ahead. You want to host? You can host this segment. You, yeah, you, you take us segment. through it. You give no. us these numbers. Wait, do you do your team? You're Jamaican. Yep. I mean, Nigerians. I already forgot them. All right, who are we at here? Number eight? Number eight. Yes, yep. sir. Number eight. I Googled some. I'm glad I Googled a little bit here. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I had to as well. Yeah, 100%. Well, like, the, the thing was you had to, like, 
go through all the sports and be like, okay, which ones do I like? Because I I had forty written out and I ranked them. Forty? I yeah yeah. I, I was I took this seriously. Don't but. Are you supposed to take this as serious? Is I'm, I'm I mean, crazy. He's just a fucking like like serious one to three we, level. When we did the Giannis argument, if I said Giannis was a top 20 player, it got me so mad I ranked the top 65 players in NBA history. Just to... That he did. The list has been destroyed since No, I still then. have the list. Oh, okay. I have the list. It's in a database on here. I have it. So, yeah. No, I have that. Believe me. So, my little Google search and fingers... Out in Tampa Bay, the creamsicle uniforms. Oh, those are also on my list. I'm so happy I'm not the only one. Those jerseys are dope. Didn't make my list in the honorable mentions. Love those jerseys. I was hoping I was the only one because I was hoping everybody else forgot. I like that. Um, Number eight, I have the Eagles Cali Green. Another, yeah, those are a classic. So I don't know if either of you guys have these. This This didn't make my list. The Denver Broncos jerseys from the eighties and the nineties. I looked uh, at them. Those were those were one of them. They had to beat out this team, the Powder Blue Chargers. Those LT. So we will get to. I have for my one of these. I have two because I it's Powder Blue for both teams. But I just like I was like okay. I'm gonna put this one instead. But it's just the color Powder Blue in general. Okay. Yeah, those Powder Blue Chargers jerseys from the late nineties, early two thousands with Ladanian Tomlinson, just absolutely. Fresh. I think they're some of the coolest NFL jerseys ever. Had to be in there, no question. As Josh is going to look him up because he's, <laughs> no. he's not sure. I'm not a kid. All right. All right. I can do this. Number five. Five. No. Six. We're on six. We're on seven. Seven. Six, seven. Shit. <laughs> first time. Was prepared for counting. <laughs> no, not my first time. I didn't realize. All right. We're at number seven, right? Yep. I mean. Mr. Andrew over here is actually wearing their uniform. Mr. Teal, Vancouver, Memphis Grizzlies, 95-01 to 01 jersey. I mean, I'm wearing this jersey for yes. a reason. It's definitely on my list. Obviously, it made my list as well. You can't not have it. It's I think it's the coolest color that's ever been on a jersey, to be honest. Um, the the big Grizzlies across the chest, absolutely just awesome. I, You know, the, the uh, what, what is it, the outer, the outer lining mm-hmm. of the... The arms and the neck, wicked cool. I'm glad it's here so I can look at it again. Y- yeah, great, yep. great pick there. I will just I'll spoil it. It's my number one. It, this this is the jersey I'm wearing right now. Nobody can see it, but it, this is my favorite jersey of all time. Uh, but my number seven, and I have another picture because I don't think Josh has seen it. I have the Real Madrid 2020 and 2021 alternate kit. It is like a pinkish all around. Uh it doesn't do it for me. Not a fan? Not a fan at all. Oh, I love it. I mean, I'd wear that shirt they got in public. Yeah. But it's a fo- jersey for football, soccer. Oh, I love it. What you got over there, Ginger? All right. Wow. Wow. We're getting hostile. It's okay so to get kids. I think this is the most iconic NFL jersey of all time. And you guys are probably going to hate me, but do you guys know the history of the Dallas Cowboys picking their colors? No. So I think I've heard it, but I just when when the Cowboys were becoming a franchise in I believe they're founded in the '60s. I think that's when they became a team. They hired an analyst, a TV analyst, to decide what colors pop to the eye on screen. Oh yeah, yeah. And basically, he came back with the Cowboys colors are they draw your attention to the screen when you watch it. Um, 
I think the best cowboy jersey of all time is that 1990s alternate jersey with the star on the shoulder pads, the navy blue, and the white shoulder pads. Andrew, and if you guys don't know what it looks like, it's basically that one right there. Yeah, on I got the you. screen. Yeah, like I just I think about Emmett and that's nice. uh, Michael that's Irvin, you. and then like To had them later when he played for the Cowboys. I think that they are just cool. They're they pop. That Cowboys team was dominant. Like everybody who knows what those what they look like from the '90s, if you watched, got to be on my list. That that's my top NFL jersey. I think there's never been a better one, personally. Hmm. All right, interesting. I don't think it's a better one, but I get what you mean. Not to kill a Cowboys fan over here. Alrighty, number six, going back to NBA again. Toronto Raptors, 1999, Google Vince Carter jersey. Wow, those are the, you have those two that low. That's low. That's low. I'm not a big NBA. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I'll tell problem. you, you just knocked off my one and two back to back, bud. So I, I have that on my list also. The Raptors, the purple dino. I, it's just yeah. so fucking cool. Right here? Kid I, show. I have a screenshot of it just in case. Yeah, you I mean, to, we all know what it looks like. If you don't know what that jersey looks like, you've been under a rock for the last 25 years. Like, it's still one of the top selling jerseys on NBAshop.com. Yeah. The Vince Carter, number 15, Raptor jersey is still like in the top 20 for sellers. So I am also going back to the NBA for number six. I have the Hawks retro Big Hawk jersey. I have a picture just in case you guys need a refresher of what it looks like. That's nice. I love the retro. I think every single NBA team should go back to the retro jerseys, and I will I will say that with confidence all around. I agree 100%. Yep. Um, I don't have – like I feel so bad when we do these because you take them so deep. You give them uh, – Lengthy, a lengthy explanation every single time, and I'm just like, yeah, I just like this more than I like these other ones. (laughs) I can't help it. Like I, you know how I am. I just take lists very seriously. Same thing with the Hall of Fame. I take the Hall of Fame seriously. Like certain things, they must be, you know, kept in high standing order. Um, for my next one, I'm gonna go to the baseball diamond. Josh, you might appreciate this one. Those ones? It's not those ones. The black New York Mets jerseys from the late '90s, the or well, actually the '80s too, with Mike P, the Mike Piazza jersey. I think those on, like I remember watching those as a kid when I was like eight years old, and they were still wearing them. Those in prime time just looked so sick under the lights. That orange and blue lettering with the black jersey, just absolutely cool. Like, if you had one of those as a kid and you were playing, like, kickball or baseball, like, at the park, you looked cool wearing those. So, I got to have them on there. Not my top baseball jersey, though. I have another one coming up. So do I. I have two coming up. I have two baseballs as well, also. All right. Number five for me, Blue Jays powder blue uniforms. Oh, oh you got those the Blue Jays nice powder blue. Those are just beautiful. Those are nice. I also yeah. have powder blue on here. But my, that's not my next one. My next one is the Arizona Diamondback retro jerseys. Ah, man. I... You stole my thunder, man. <laughs> I didn't think anybody was going to have those. Really? Oh, I I didn't think either one of you guys was going to have them. Those I think those... Sad. They make you sad? Yes. You don't like the... Oh. That's... Okay, Game but... Seven, personal... Luis Gonzalez and steroid, <laughs> Listen. cheating ass, hitting a little blue over the greatest man alive, Derek Jeter. Whoa! Oh, God. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Canceled. Hang on. I'm not doing this conversation right now. Everybody knows how I feel about Derek Jeter. If you listen to the podcast, you know my thoughts on him. Cut that out. Just pretend what he just said never happened. 
Because that is just that is so. Wrong. You don't like those jerseys strictly because of that game. It's called PTSD, sir. You had that too. <laughs> All right, yeah. Certain moments in your life of sports, you see something, you just die inside. You cry. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to see it. Your first heartbreak. Your first everything. Watching that ball when they sh- come to find out she's on steroids. So obviously, the only reason why I can over Derek Jeter because he has steroids. You're a bigger Yankee fan than you are a Vikings fan, right? Hundred percent. Okay. But that, but that Yankees team, like. It wasn't even that good of a team. That Diamondbacks team was better. Their pitching staff was yeah, better. Yeah, took game seven. I understand that. But, like, Randy Johnson was the man. Kurt Schilling was his And Kurt well. Schilling was the man, too. Like, that team was wicked good. Yeah. Those jerseys are awesome. And, and you're going to... Right there. You guys didn't deserve to win that series. You. The only reason the Yankees were in that World Series is because the city rallied around them because of 9-11. That, and I, I wish the Yankees had won that World Series because of 9-11, because that would have been a really special moment. But I'm sorry to not put those jerseys on your list because of that game. That is disgusting. Oh, they're, I think they're the best baseball jersey of all time. I wish they'd bring them back. I hate the Diamondbacks colors now. They're stupid. A little disappointed in you, bud. I wow. aim to disappoint. How you've succeeded. How? All right, calm down a little bit over there. What you I'm got just at, upset. What you got at number five? I, I got the Vancouver Grizz here. Okay. Yeah, that's where they're slotted in for me. All right, and now it comes to you, Joshua. Number four. Number four. Wearing the jersey. I love it. Los Angeles Chargers, dark blue alternate jersey this year. It's amazing. Yeah, it's the it's the it's currently the best jersey in football right now, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's an argument against that. Like, right now, the team's playing now. It's the best jersey. So, at number four, I have the Buccaneers cream to call it. It was already said. I, I just love the color. I And it, it might not just be the jersey, but when you pair it with the helmet, I think it just looks – no other team has that color. In the NFL. Like, you see some college teams with it, but these two colors are not seen together with the red and the orange. So, they just look so slick, so smooth. Like, Creamsicle, one of the best popsicles out there. Like, easily. So, we're, we're just I, I agree. Number four, it's on your list, but it should be higher. Okay, so here's my Diamondback slot. I have them slotted in here. I actually have the alternates of those. I have the... um, It's the purple shirt with yeah. the green shoulder yeah. you had the whites i had the purple ones but i mean same either thing. of them it's yeah either, just, either one the first picture i found was yeah. the white one yeah I, and can we bring back the cutoff jerseys please for baseball like i miss that era didn't, I, didn't the reds do that a couple years yeah ago? the reds did it a couple years ago i miss it like let's bring it back i i think the marlins had great ones uh the chicago white Sox had awesome cutoff jerseys the reds had them like let's bring that back that was a good era Honestly, it's the last great era of baseball, if you ask me. But um, I wish we'd bring back the cutoffs. I think those are cool. Number three. Number three. My final three, you know, a little more nostalgia for me. Number three for me, Notre Dame football. Okay. Honestly, the gold helmets. Okay. The gold everything. You just see that. You automatically know who you're looking at, where you're going for. Rudy, whatever you want to say. I just think it's just the most iconic a lot of college football uniforms you could say but for me personally it's Notre Dame football so I have a three-way tie because I have the powder blue St. Louis Cardinals jerseys Ooh! but I love the powder blue like those in general so I'm just gonna throw any powder blue jersey out there because the Chargers are nice the The Blue Jays Blue Jays are very nice and I'm gonna pair that with a tie because originally on my list I had the Chargers those ones the one that you are wearing and the powder blue together. 
What about the Carmelo Anthony Nuggets from like yes. 09? You yep. have those in there too? Yep. Okay. And the Cardinals uh, alternate blues too? Yep. The, okay. And I mean, you, we might be seeing a trend here that maybe like a lightish blue is my favorite color because like this teal is nice. I like the Miami Vice jerseys, the powder blue jerseys. He's after listen. He likes uh, powder blue. Yeah. It just, I mean, it, it just looks good on a jersey. It really does. It's, it's a nice color. My number three is the Oregon football bright green with the bright green helmet. Ooh. It's... It's those, like, I know you kind of said basically Oregon football. I wanted to narrow it down. I also like their pinks, the pink and blacks that they wear. Uh, I think those are really flashy. Basically, Oregon is just lucky because Nike's headquarters are right down the street, so they can get whatever they want at any time. But, yeah, I mean, Oregon is the most iconic college football colors, I think, around. I don't think anybody has better uniforms in college football than them, personally. No, I can agree. Number two? Number two. The pinstripes of your New York Yankees. Oh, God. Come on. It's the pinstripes. Think of the pinstripes automatically. No. Everyone. Can we get some last names on the back, please? I'm sorry. I can't even say that because I've always been a proponent. We don't need last names on the back of jerseys. It's not about the name. It's about the team you're playing for, which is your pinstripe New York Yankees. Gross. No way. Just no way. You have the pinstripes over the the Raptors jerseys? Yes. I this do. is just bias all around. I'm sorry, I'm an MLB guy. And this you don't know just, what baseball is. I'm sorry. I have two baseball jerseys on here. So I actually have five two. So I don't want to hear that. I my number two. I have the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, the throwback jersey. Raptors purple number two. Look, I get what you're saying with the Yankees, and you can do the same thing with the Yankees as I did for the Bulls. It's iconic. You see the pinstripes rolling in. It's like, oh, here's the evil empire. I I, I get that. So I'm not gonna hammer that. It, that's that's a little biased. At least I didn't, Very you know, nice. I didn't, I didn't put Celtics green at the top. Like that would have been really, yeah, really bad. Fucking suck. They do. We suck. listen. I have. You make green good. I have said my entire life: if the Lakers or the Celtics wear anything other than their iconic regular colors, they should have to start the game down five points. They should be penalized for wearing anything other than what they traditionally wear. And the the Lakers are allowed to wear the Minneapolis blue if they want. I'll I'll give them that. But the Lakers had to wear white gold or purple and we have to wear white or green that's it those are that's what we should be allowed to wear no black no if we start with we start with black which i love those black uniforms oh those are my favorite i love them but if we wear them we have to start down five nothing i'm sorry we should be penalized for it we're we're too iconic to not have that yeah i'd still take the bet yeah i would too i mean they're playing though Ah, it doesn't matter (laughs) doesn't matter honestly we have a better record when we wear the black jerseys anyways i've noticed Number one. Number one. I'm a little older than you guys. It's fine. I a little? It. A little older. Yeah, a couple years. Couple? A couple years. Oh, a lot for you. <laughs> this brings me, back, brings me back to my childhood. It's NHL jersey. Muddy Ducks. Oh, my god. The Muddy Ducks. Quack, quack, quack jersey. You mean the movie? The movie. Okay. All right, so I was gonna put the Anaheim Ducks on there. That was gonna be my hockey I'm team, but I've never seen the, the movie. movie. I have to look this up. You okay. never saw the movie. Not in the trial, huh? Really? You've Did never you... seen that? Why are we still shocked when Andrew says he doesn't watch movies? But like every kid watched that movie. Gordon and Bombay. I don't know why you're acting like you're so old saying that movie. Like I mean, it's, it came I, out in ninety two. You guys were still two thousand two. No, that's ninety two. Or nineteen ninety two. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty... you know, it was a really popular movie for a really long time. It, it still is. Every time they put on the Ducks jerseys, you know. You took off. Have you took you, off the American jerseys to put on the Ducks jerseys. Wait, in which the second one? Which you're not talking about the Anaheim Ducks, right? No, no just 
The Mighty Ducks, Emilio Estevez movie. I can't believe he's not seen this. This is really shocking. I think it's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Oh, these green and the yellows right here? These ones? Is that it? No, that's not it. That comes up with the picture. Yeah. Is that, are those the ones? Are the I thought ones? they had these purple ones? in them. Oh, no, that's, that's the actual hockey yeah. team, the Anaheim Ducks. The green ones, yeah. No, I, I thought they had purple in them, though. No, the green ones were the, what do you saw. Oh. Okay. All right, yeah, th- those are it then. I can't believe you've never seen that movie. Never. That's like, have you seen The Sandlot? Yeah. Like, if you've seen The Sandlot, then you should have seen Mighty Ducks. Like, no. Like Josh said, quack, quack, quack. Like, oh. It means nothing. When they beat the bad guys at the yeah. end, like, it's super cool. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Yes, big spoiler so obviously we know what Andrew's one is. It's the Vancouver Grizzlies. I am also sticking in the NBA, but I am those black magic pinstripe jerseys. He's a closeted Yankees fan, Taylor. Just just so you know. No, no. from ninety five, ninety six era with Shaq, the guy that swears by no pinstripes. This is the only like, time I accept pinstripes. The guy, that, and I'll, I'll tell you all a little bit story if you don't know. We play softball. We played softball. We were recently retired from the slow pitch softball game. We tried to make jerseys, decided on them, and then this guy that's sitting to my right, my co-host, we just we we picked out a really nice pinstripe jersey, and he was one of very few people that were like, "I will not wear pinstripes." Blah, blah, blah. Listen, there's only one pinstripe jersey I actually like. It's this one. I respect I, it's, his opinion. I it's the only no, one. No, I like. I love those. It, it's that's no, not wearing them. Hundred percent. I'm going hundred percent with them. It's not my number eleven because my honorable mention is something that I'm going to be yelled at for it. It is already known, but. Yeah, it, it's it's up there. I it just every time I've seen Shaq highlights of him playing with that on, I'm like, fuck, those are cool. Kid show. Like, I wish they had won that finals because I feel like the Magic would still be wearing those jerseys. They should bring them back. I, I would just like to say all professional sports leagues should just revert back to whatever the teams wore in the 90s, personally. I think the 1990s and the early 2000s had the best uniforms all around. So we should just go back to those anyways, because the jerseys we come out with now suck. Ninety five percent of them suck. Like, is it this year that we can wear the throwback jerseys in football? Because you guys no, can wear it's your this Patriot, it's this right? upcoming season. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that had to do with the helmet rules. You couldn't wear alternate helmets, which again is the dumbest thing ever. Why do? What does it matter what helmet you wear? Yeah. But like the the new Chargers jerseys, that's probably the best jersey in sports right now. I think currently, I I don't. I don't think that there's anybody right now that's wearing anything that's better than that. I think Golden State's pretty close. I, I I like the Golden State ones, but like they're not. It's not something that's. I I like a jersey that doesn't have a ton going on with it, and I think those Golden State jerseys have too much. You know, like NBA jerseys. It's one. I guess it's okay, but I think nowadays you just need to have simple, plain things that have flashy colors or like one flash color that really pops on screen. Um. So you mentioned honorable mentions. So yeah, do you have one? I have a couple. Yeah, but you, you can one. You can I I gotta pick okay. one. Yeah. I have one. Oh, right, you can go first. Mine are I think Army, Navy, any uniforms where I'm yes. teams. Yes. I didn't even think of those, but that is a very they good one. Every year, but every year they're just nasty sick uniforms. Yep. And oh, I I love that. I didn't even those are think fair. about that. Yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna get I'm not allowed to talk for the next 20 minutes, I was told, if I say oh, this one. Oh, God. I'm That's why of, you saved I'm it. I'm one of very few people that like this jersey, but I, I love it. Have you seen the prison it. jerseys for Steelers? Huh? Have you seen the prison jerseys? The Bumblebee jerseys? Yeah. 
I love those. Oh my god! You don't like those? Because it's prison jerseys. <laughs> they're prison. awful. They're no, awful. They're fucking dope. They're the bumblebee jerseys are sweet, and I'm sick and tired of having to act like I don't like them. Like those are those are my favorite. Everybody criticizes us when we walk out in those. I they're love so them. bad. They're I bad. Love them. It's 2022. We gotta be tolerant for a lot of things in life, but for that, I want to stand for. <laughs> I want to make sense of that. What's worse, me not knowing who Kurt Schilling is or those being one of my favorite jerseys? Kurt Schilling. Okay. Yeah, it's Kurt Schilling. It has to be. All right. Uh, my honorable mention is the Houston Astros throwbacks. They had the yep. the lower Almost rainbow color. Absolutely love those. Again, Nolan why? Ryan. Yep, Nolan Ryan. Like, why we aren't wearing those in today's leagues, is, is it just blows my mind. Like, put mics on it. Like, again, the, the Yankees and the Red Sox... <laughs> And the Dodgers. Did you pick up what he said? No. He said they don't have mics on them. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers should be the only teams that are forced to wear Curveball. the same jerseys of all time. Oh, my God. I can't take <laughs> you anymore. I'm going to mute your fucking mic. I swear to God. That's fair. Surprising me to me. You put the goddamn Yankees at, like, number two. That's bullshit. Kids show. I'm sorry. Didn't realize there was a list where I can't make a list. Yeah, there's a right and a wrong list, okay? There's a right and a wrong way to do this thing. Okay, so you're right. You're always right. I'm always right. I'm always right. I oh, don't, okay. Welcome to the show. That's how this goes. All right, it's question time. Oh, we are going to do a Ooh, question. question time. It's right. been seven months, six months, because we just had football to talk about. And I apologize if we've done this before. I, I don't recall us doing it. Garrett says he thinks we did. My question to the both of you is... What is the biggest what if in sports history? And I know what Garrett says. Him and I have had this conversation. Yeah, I mean, times. if Josh wants to go first, that's totally fine because I think mine is pretty obvious. Um, if you have an idea, biggest what if? Hmm. I mean, I could think per league maybe, but biggest what if? It's a big question. Like it's it's tough to do this because. Yeah, you know, you could always be like, "Well, what if Derrick Rose didn't get hurt?" And it's like, "Well, okay, well, is Derrick Rose really going to change the NBA?" Like, probably not. You know, um, the one I think one that nobody ever thinks of is what if Arvidas Sabonis didn't play the first seven or nine seasons of his career in the USSR, and he came over when he was drafted as like an eighteen-year-old. Now that we might have had a is Arvidas Sabonis the greatest basketball player of all time? Very possible. We. We could have had that conversation. Um, there's a lot. I mean, everybody always brings up the Brady thing. I think Brady, as long as he's on New England, I think he happens regardless. The real one for me is Lenny Bias dying the night after he gets drafted by the Celtics in 1986. Like, I don't even think it's close because it prolongs Bird's career. They win. In, they would have won in 87 because in 87, Kevin McHale breaks his foot and they just can't win. It's going to cut into Michael Jordan's prime. Michael Jordan probably doesn't dominate the league as much as he did if Len Bias was able to play. That kid was going to be what? Like, Jordan was drafted in 84, Bias in 86. Everybody's like, it's Michael Jordan 2.0. And they were probably going to be right about him because they didn't get that wrong like they do now. Like, they get things wrong all the time. Then that was like guaranteed he's going to be incredible. So I think it's always been him. I think he's the greatest what if. I mean, he literally dies the night after he gets drafted. You want to go? You want me to go? I got one. Okay. It's okay with you. Stick on baseball. Baseball is the most random sport in anything. You can't predict it. You can't. What else are so hard? If you take mine. Go ahead. 
I take yours? Yeah, because I've switched my... Every time I talk about this, I try to bring up a different scenario because I, I, Garrett and I have had this talk many, many, many times because I forget that we talk about it a bunch. I want to say Brady or the Patriots, but there's just so many what if yeah, moments. Yeah, no, exactly. If you watch that documentary, if he's if you if Brady's six, picked seven what if possible, if Brady's picked in the first round by the Niners, he's not an all time great because the chip on his shoulder that he gets from being picked one ninety nine matters. Going to Bill Belichick matters. Like NFL is all about where you're picked. So I I don't I don't even entertain the Brady conversation. It's it's too great. So the sport of my love is baseball. And the day, what if the steroids never happened? Oh, okay. What if that wasn't they my were question? Like, you know, it's not. It's illegal. Hundred percent crack down on it. Never let it happen. What if Bud Silk didn't turn a blind eye to it? That's the first time we could say after the lockout, games were being cut in live feed before big cable companies watching Fox Sport Fox it. Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights, watching them go back and forth with home and derby. Well, right. Like, they canceled the World Series because there was just no ratings. I mean, and because of the lockout. Yeah. And we all know, 1998, the home run chase, steroids saved baseball. Like, they saved it. The, you, you just said it. The, the ratings were so low at that point in time. Um, I think Barry Bonds is obviously in the Hall of Fame if steroids never happens. Uh I think Roger Maris is probably still the single season home run leader. Yeah. More than likely. I mean But Roger Clemens doesn't make a comeback. More than likely not. More than likely Clemens is done. Yeah. yeah, he's more than likely done. Um Yeah, there's a lot with that. There there's a lot. That's that's a pretty good one. That's deep. Um but I think baseball is seriously hurt by that and who knows if we even I have major hurt by it. I think it's just People all of a sudden want to get upset about it for no reason. Are we when sure if there's even done. a Major League Baseball if 98 doesn't happen? No, it's, it's done. Like, I don't think baseball would have... I, I don't think the MLB itself would have survived. I think it would have crumbled, and they would have had to start a new It'd league. It'd be what hockey is now, pretty much, after hockey's lockout, lockout last time. Hockey was peaking there, did that lockout. They're taking them, what, 10 years to come back to even ESPN alone? Yeah, like hockey just got that ESPN Plus deal. It's just becoming popular. All of a sudden, yeah, what's up with women and going to hockey games all of a sudden? Every woman wants to go to a hockey game Have now. Have you seen every celebrity woman love hockey players? There's just so many. I don't get it. I don't get it. They <laughs> don't want to watch football, but they want to watch hockey where nobody the fuck knows what icing means. Does anybody? Wow. Can anybody right, explain right, that right, to right, me? Right, right. Do you have a personal experience? I've had, I've had many personal experiences <laughs> with this one, okay? I don't even know what it means, all right? All right. I know icing is. My, well, good for you. You're the oracle of all knowledge. All right. My my what if involves both of your teams, and I'm, I'm, it's gonna affect. It's affected Garrett. It's actually affected Josh way more than it's affected Garrett. But Garrett, you know the the curse, of course. What if Babe Ruth never never went to the Yankees? What if y'all never sold him? Okay, I don't think it affects us as much. I gotta stand personally. for this. I personally <laughs> think it doesn't affect us as much. Because we have Lou Gehrig still. We have all the great, team, all the great players at that time frame still. I don't think it really affects us that much. If Ruth doesn't, more. if Ruth doesn't go to the Yankees, and what what year was it? Is it nineteen oh seven? No, no, nineteen sixteen. Nineteen nineteen. Nineteen nineteen. If he doesn't go to the Yankees in nineteen nineteen, they're not going to win. How many World Series did they win? Six, like six, six World Series. Six out of ten. Yeah, six out of ten. Like that doesn't happen. They don't. Win. <laughs> Babe Ruth. I still believe that the 714 home runs that he hit is the greatest record in history. 100%. Because he was hitting it, basically hitting a softball. 
okay? With everything on it. Right. And like, the substance you wanted. Like, it was a mush ball. Nobody could hit home runs. They don't win six titles without him. Now, does that mean Boston wins titles? Not necessarily, because those Red Sox teams really weren't very good. They don't have any other talent around them. Murderer's Row of the 1920s is arguably the greatest baseball team ever assembled. It's ridiculous. It's it's some of the greatest players ever. Do we wait in 86 years? I, I don't know. Do I believe in curses? A little bit. I, we were cursed for a long time, okay? The Cubs were legitimately cursed because of a fucking goat because somebody wouldn't let a goat inside of Wrigley Field. Like, I don't know. A lot of kid shows in there. But, no, the, the Red Sox don't become some great dynasty if they don't trade Ruth. But the Yankees don't become one either. And which would you rather have? I would much rather have waiting 80... I mean, obviously, I wasn't alive for the 86-year wait, but I would much rather have 2004 over... So you'd, you'd rather the Yankees I, have six World Series with Babe Ruth yeah. and wait 84 years yes, and I'm not going to... 86 years, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's I w- stupid. That's just terrible. I wouldn't trade... All World Series? All that winning? You were alive. You weren't even close to being alive for any of those. Like, no, your right. entire you franchise... Really know what pain hang on, is. hang on. No, I'm I understand that. Hold on a minute. No, hold on a minute. Wait, wait a minute. No, 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 I don't know what pain is. Oh 2003, oh Aaron Leaping Boom. shit is at the fan. Fuck you, I don't know what pain is. Good show. All right, from an outsider point of view... Your entire dynasty is based off of World Series that you weren't even close to being alive for, which is which is my most difficult no, thing when I'm talking on. to Yankees fans. Ninety six on. How many how many how many World Series have you won since nineteen ninety six? Five. They have five World Series titles. They have ninety six. They won what four in a row? It's four in a row, right? Ninety eight, ninety nine. Oh yeah, they won three in a row yeah. with the ninety six one. Yeah, well, and then two thousand nine. Yeah, like that was a good run. Those six that Babe Ruth won, you guys. Should, that show how about, should be asterisks. How, how about you mean the 50s dynasty where they won, what is it, yeah. nine and 11 yeah. years? Yeah, one years. Right. Like, Don Larson years. Come on. Like yeah, I, Joe I'm, DiMaggio. I'm like, happy for all Yankees fans that y'all, y'all recollect with the past a lot. And, and I'm not one to talk because I'm a Steelers fan. I have two Super Bowls in my lifetime. But, but your entire dynasty, or I can't even put it in air quotes, the entire dynasty of Yankees baseball is based off of things that nobody that was alive happened, that is alive today. It happened before color TV. It happened yeah. before color TV. It did. So we dominated the black and white market. Don't be a like <laughs> you I, did. I'm you dominated. Even, <laughs> you dominated an era where black players were barely allowed into, yeah. in, I, into playing. I'm not even gonna say the whole Polo Grounds excuse with Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth was hitting it out of like way deep in right field. Even though the, the lines in right field and left field were what two twenty, like the the wall. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. he was he no, was hitting a sock basically. But, yeah, the, the entire Yankees fan base just annoys the shit out of me because y'all have sucked. But yes, I would. Tr- I wouldn't trade my 2004 for anything. And this is coming from a bandwagon Dodgers fan. I'll admit it. I don't like, even care. Y- you can offer me as many World Series as you want. I'm not trading it for 2004. I have That's 2004 fine. forever. I'll give you one. That's cool. You got one. That's fine. It's listen. It's like every time you see that single up the middle, you know, it's and Dave Roberts coming from second. It, it's it's the greatest. I think it's the greatest moment in baseball history. Roberts coming from second to score at the plate is amazing. All right, That's what the Joe Buck on the call. Like I hope that makes you sad. I hope you I hope you have a rough night tonight after that. Wait, can I can I bring up another Boston thing? Just because sure. I'm strong through sure. the list right now. What Bill Buckner in '86? Yeah, that one hurts. Yeah. That hurt. I mean, obviously I wasn't alive for it, but I mean, 
yeah, obviously he if he fields that ball, they're World Series champions. Like that's it. They just win the World Series. I still think 2004 is a possibility, although I don't think there's as much to rally around. So maybe they, but like then the 86 Mets don't happen, and like the the 86 Mets were a miracle team, you know. So that's that's hard. That's hard to to factor in. I mean, that's not as big of a what if. That's just oh, a, I know. that's just a wow. This curse is actually real. Like we, and then like so Bill Buckner happens, and then 2003 Aaron Boone happens, and it's like it's just never gonna happen. Like it's never gonna happen. We are cursed. Like this was fun. Yeah. One little question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Before next week comes out for you guys, is Juwan Howard still the coach of Michigan? Yes. Yeah, it's it's everyone's already turning it into that he was assaulted first off, which say what you want. I don't know who Wisconsin's coach is, but like all he did was like touch you. He he didn't really grab you forcefully. If you heard that that was just Gary being dumb. Um he didn't really grab Juwan Howard forcefully. It was more of just a like I want to talk to you really fast. So it'll it's gonna be turned into opposite ways. It was just a dumb decision be by Howard. I I think so as well, but I don't think he will. But that's it. It's time for the spiel. Can you do it? No, you don't know. You can you do the start of it? I can't even do it. Yeah, you're right. All I know is you still don't got Twitter. Uh, that is a fact. I was gonna get there too. As always, follow us on Twitter at highly undisputed. That is highly undisputed without the e. Garrett's personal Twitter is in the bio of that because mine is still not available. I'm very lazy when it comes to social media. I apologize. Uh, send us emails at highlandspeeder247 at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want. If you like Josh, let us know. Like, this was fun, I thought. It was good having a guest, a third person to talk to. But as always, we will see you guys next Monday. <laughs>